Well, tonight, as you see, I, I unveiled the latest in my, uh, in my running line of uh, Japanese mid-90s deathmatch-themed haircuts. And uh, this is, of course, the, the FMW 93 right here. And, uh, and it lost me the match. I, I blame the haircut. Two weeks ago, I was at Tournament of Death. Went with the Matsunaga theme. Went around two, I was out. So, uh, well, I'm going to keep trying, man. But if this trend continues, I'm going to have to be forced to rethink my whole theory on wrestling. And I may have to come to the conclusion that, uh, that actual wrestling skill is required rather than just really spiffy haircuts. So, uh, that'd, be, that'd be very depressing to learn. But, uh, it could be a fact of life. I may have to face up to that. I cut my arm also. I don't know if you care. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good for you. It builds character. And, and hell, at least it's not a nipple, right, Drake? You only got so many of those to go around. You can't go waste them. That's all I have to say. I have to get drunk now. Please leave. I was watching this last night. This was the third match we watched. I actually got my wife to watch the Cage Death match, the Jun Kasai match, which Hell was, yeah. uh, and then we watched the, the Gulag match, but we were like falling asleep. So I, we were very tired and we were very fucked up and we had like, I don't know, we decided to smoke weed at some point. Um, and my, <laughs> my notes for this are insane. I'm going to read one now and then I'll read you the, the rest later. Um, this is how it ends. Um, <laughs> Gulak grants a rainbuster but gets fucked himself and Danny wins with some kind of per movie. Havoc wins after a DVDV or something full. I do, I got sleepy. <laughs> you sound like you had a stroke. You sound like you've died. Like the first half of these notes are okay. And then it just and then all of a sudden it's like true lux on a abdomicable stretch. <laughs> It's insane. Uh, yeah. That's a uh, good dinner of Pischetti and meatballs. Exactly. Uh, Drew wraps arm up and frabs his signature dragon sleeper. And we get, <laughs> we get dramatic three armies down near. <laughs> down near. Three, I meant near fall. Three arms down near fall. Like, yes. And you understand what I'm saying. Uh, welcome. Wrestling is gross. Swamp wrestling is gross. <laughs> My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. Episode 37. Seven. Th yes. Yeah, 37, like in Clerks. <laughs> that shit rules. Go back and watch that. It still hits. Clerks is still Here's good. the thing. Here's the thing. I watched it like a couple months ago. Eh. But you know who is great? On Without Doubt. Jason Muse. Jason Muse. Oh, Muse is a legend. Should have had a much better career. There's, I know why he didn't, obviously, because well. he is... He has many issues with drugs. Yeah, self-destructive tendencies, yeah. But he's fucking funny. He's incredibly funny. His timing is so good, and just, but just it's the not, way he says things. He, his timing isn't good. That's that's exactly what it is. Is He like he does not work in the conventions of, like, you know, Hollywood comedy. Well, he doesn't have cla yeah, he doesn't have classical timing, obviously. Yeah, it's like he's that. not Jack Lemmon, but, <laughs> but who is? It's definitely nobody who ever worked in one of those movies. He has a... Um, 
you know, that that trash Jersey cadence to him that you rarely see in movies, too. That's one of the other things about, like, the, there's some pretty, like, accurate depiction of that part of the country. In, yes. in Clerks especially, and in Mallrats, I'd say. It's, even though that's a lot of Hollywood people, but... Yeah, Clerks, I don't know, I haven't, you said you watched it recently, I have not, so maybe it's not good, but. <laughs> I mean, there's some moments, there's some moments, um, Kai, who plays Randall, is still funny, somehow. I yeah. think he's okay. I don't remember, I, oh, excuse me. Dante is just, he's just a bad protagonist, but he always was, ultimately, but, that's like not the, that's not the, that's not the point. Yeah, well, in a 93, like, uh, like a dark comedy or whatever, that's a very standard type of yeah. protagonist. You're a sad guy. Like, and it's, I mean, it still is, I guess. You look at the fucking, that, like, it, it, I'll say this. Was it Brian O'Halloran or something? Is that right? Yeah. Brian Halloran? Um, I think he's better in that than Ryan Gosling is in Lars and the Real Girl. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, I've never seen Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, it sucks I... so much. Oh, I, yeah, I look like just a complete fucking disaster. And I, I fucking, you know, I fuck with uh, Gosling, but I'm like, yeah, I, no, guess, I guess I do. No, know no, I don't. No. Yeah. But you Listen, know I think you it do. was like his movie. It might have been the thing that came right a- after Half Nelson, which I think is, I think it's sure. still his best performance. And Never you're saw like, it. Never oh, saw fuck it. this shit. Doesn't have a, a few of the, the Wire season four kids in it? Maybe. I think there's, like, no, I, no. I, I think there's some people that there's like overlap there. It has the same, but it has the same sort of vibe. It's sure. a great movie. Yeah. It's Anthony Mackie, uh, you know. Sure. A lot of it's good. It's very. And then they went on to make uh, Captain Marvel. So you know. Oh yeah, this time the same, comes yeah. for us all. Yeah, time comes for us all, doesn't it? Anthony Mackie went on to the same universe, right? So uh, good for him, though. Good yeah, at least he, at least he was in Pain and Gain first. Yeah, yeah. Um, welcome to Wrestling is Gross. Pain and Gain, I gotta rewatch that. Uh, oh, it's great. It fucking, it's great. I yeah. don't get the people who hate it, honestly. Unless you're just gonna hate Michael Bay, Falcon Dish, and, but at the same time, yeah. it's like... Michael oh, Bay rocks. Silly. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's fucking heel rock and heel Cena in one, in one movie. I think mm. maybe if you're just a wrestling fan and you just want to see heel Mar- Marky Mark, which is just heel Cena, right, then right, right. I don't know, but... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, wrestling that's is gross. Boston it's... energy. Well, what are we doing? Is, uh, so, what, what are we doing this week? Uh, well, we're doing. Well, well, it's it, it's been a month since we talked, which is... it's been a fucking month, yeah. Yeah, and it has been a, a fucking like capital M month. It has been a fucking month. Um, but I I don't know. I lost the will to watch wrestling. I don't know. I did that happen to you at all, or were you? I mean, I'm just. I was mostly. I've been checked out on uh, current wrestling most of the year, sure. but I could watch like older stuff. You know what? And I just. It's just like I just. I, I like the no fan shows are just like. It's, it's rough. Uh, it's not even that I'm a. And I'm someone who doesn't care about fans. It, but I also like. I care about the idea that the wrestlers have to play to the fans. Yes, it lays bare like some of the the weird. Um, like the the reliances on on that sort of thing on on crowd work and and just uh, playing off of an audience's tone. It's and definitely... then when you get the inverse, I just then it's just like I can't focus. Worst... I'm so worried about all these people. Well, I, I cannot. But also you get the inverse, and then you get like the Lucha Underground stuff. Then I'm just I just don't give a fuck. Mm, mm. I just don't care. Is that where you're calling AEW these days? Just Lucha Underground. <laughs> it's a little bit, but the WWE stuff is also. I mean, have you you've heard about have you heard about Kevin? Uh, the fucking eye for an eye match. No, tell me about eye for an okay, eye. Let's so get into it. Apparently, 
uh, Seth Rollins injured Rey Mysterio's eye. Okay. So Rey Mysterio... I I don't want to, like, say this is going to be good, but if there's a good match and Seth Rollins left, it's probably against Rey. Ray's what Ray Ray's wonderful. He's, he's one of the greatest ever. He works uh, good with like shitty guys like that too. Yeah, but here's the thing. So Ray challenged him f- to an eye for an eye match. Now, what does this mean? Um, apparently, it's from the Bible, right? Yes, yes. But apparently, literally, <laughs> it's the loser has an eye ripped out, or it's until <laughs> the winner, or, or the win, or the the winner is the one who rips the other guy's eye out. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, there is a rumor, how substantiated, I don't know, that there will be a literal hanging eyeball CGI effect. Oh, on, yes. On the, and I mean, it's going to be really stupid, but I'm like... I this like might, this stuff. This, isn't, this is stupid in a, in a non-fun way. You know what was stupid in a fun way? Boneyard. Back... Ba- well, no. Oh, bone backyard, bone- <laughs> backyard two. I was close. That was great shit. I still that haven't was- finished it. I still haven't finished. Uh-huh. I haven't gotten to facade. Was it facade versus uh, who was it? Atticus Kogar. Atticus Kogar, a guy who I still am not sure really exists. Um, I, um even though I've seen he him, he exists. Yeah, theoretically. He's, a, he's all right. I like I, I like those. I like that crew. Um, yeah, I gotta it's watch that. Uh, did you uh, get or uh, Logan versus? Uh, KTB. That's where I'm at. I, I have. That, I, yeah, I watched that, the that's tremendous. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I will finish that show tonight. Hopefully, uh, that watching Dickinson and Kit, Kit Osborne, uh, the the wrestling is gross seal of approval, one hundred and ten percent. That guy has well, been busting his ass for nothing. Yes. <laughs> Nobody um, knows who he is. When we went to uh, when my Misha and I, my roommate, of course. Uh, at Crowley Head. We went to uh, the MLW taping in February. He is currently working, currently, you know, that's a fucking fun yeah, thing sure, to say sure, sure, for the sure. context of this, uh, as uh, Tom Lawler's sidekick in oh, cool. the, the modern team Filthy. Uh, his his gimmick name is Rip Von Eric. As a, <laughs> because obviously Tom Lawler's feuding with the Von Eric okay, boys. Okay, that makes sense, sure. And he's just like this tiny little the guy in a cowboy hat. And he like we missed the fucking match he was in just because it was just like getting very late and it was I don't know. I didn't Well those tapings like, those tapings are supposed to be brutal, right? They're like four and a half hours long. Yeah, and the, like the rhythm of like the episodes was sure. off. But I still enjoy there was a lot of good there's a lot of good entertainment to be had. There was the guy in the clown mask, never been explained. I haven't seen a vignette for that. I, I have no idea about that. Fit. I think we talked yes. about that very briefly right after you two went to the show. This is fucking weird. Yeah. And but also so like he was in uh, the eight. There was an eight man tag at the end of the show that we didn't uh, sit for. I think it was it was a uh, team filthy of obviously Lawler, fucking Dom Greeny, mm. Eric Stevens and uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Kit Osborne. <Rip> Eric. Uh, Kit <laughs> that's so, Osborne. such a weird fourth guy. That rules. Yeah. And can he again, can he wrestle? Can I've only seen him do crazy shit. I, I don't know. Okay, all right. Versus, beside the point. Uh, versus Killer Cross, Davy Davy Boy Smith Jr. and the Von Eric Boys, and cool. you're like, that sounds good. I, we, well, we didn't fucking see it because we left. Yeah, I like well, you know se- seven of those see? guys. You know what we did see? DJ Hyde Street Team. <laughs> I got to call out. I got to call him the Lariat God. I said, love like. Mastodon! It was great. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he loves being recognized in a 
positive sense because you know he probably you know love DJ obviously uh, he's ruined the company but still I respect him and I think he's I a, mean Sand did ruin the company many times it's sure, fine it's just sure. how CZW goes we're gonna get to plenty of it's a pretty much all Hyde era isn't it yes um, just it's just when uh, right after he bought it yeah yeah um, yeah I, DJ shouts out uh, probably gets a lot of hate um, but yeah, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, DJ Hyde era CZW. We picked four random matches. To... No, yes. um, okay. Uh, let's see. What day was it? Last month or at the end of May, perhaps? It was at the end of May, um, the 31st, I think. Okay, yeah. May 31st, 2020. Uh, Grant Amos Berkland, better known by his rig name, Danny Havoc, it says here, uh, passed away. Um, it sounds really tragic. It it sounds like he was in great deal of pain before it happened. And, uh, I don't, I don't know what happened exactly to him. I know his wife passed away, um, like a month and a half earlier or something. And that is a terrible thing. And I don't, I don't know what happened, but I don't begrudge any decisions made by anybody. I Um, don't. Yes. Um, when that's not the, we speculate a lot but not about that that's, that's why i'm getting out of the way first that's why you know it's exactly, not it's not yeah. what this is about we don't we we've we've done a few of these like pseudo eulogy shows um but we don't really we don't really talk about the death we talk about the life that's the that's the point that's what you do at a fucking funeral that's what that's why we're doing this um this is B- birthdays are for the dying funerals are for the living yeah yes exactly um that, that's very well said. Um, is it? Did you steal that from somewhere? I stole that. Yes. Okay. Well, that's okay. I, I, I you know what? I shouldn't have asked because you should. You deserve that one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you that W. That dub. All right. Um, roll, roll it back. Didn't happen. Danny. Danny Havoc. Daniel Tiberius Havoc. Yeah. I. So I. I'm gonna be fully honest. When I first got back into wrestling in 2010, uh, I, I thought this guy was cool. I. You know. I like the drake matches and the sammy matches and whatever um but i didn't go all the way in on czw in the early 2010s uh i I don't i don't i think i was just mostly watching japanese stuff i was really enjoying like sugiura's like ghc title run and like you know the 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 slow build to the climax of 2010s new japan that eventually obviously went sour but there were some good years there um and you know big japan i really liked Yoshito Sasaki and Daisuke Sakimoto's tag team stuff. That's the stuff I was watching, really. Um, Danny Havoc's peak of his career there, I didn't really see. And then I started watching, I think I got in on, uh, maybe it was the Big Japan, which comes up later, the Big Japan uh, Invasion Tournament of Death that happened, I don't know, 2012 maybe? Uh, the, the one where uh, Abby Jr., Abdullah Kobayashi, gets the Kenzan stuck so far in his head and they can't pull it out. Uh, yeah. Some of the most graphic footage I've ever seen. Really fucked up. And uh, I think after that, I just started watching most of the CCW shows again. And I never really liked Danny Havoc that much um, in that period. And up through, so we get to it later, promo Alex Clone cuts before Danny's retirement matches that he became lazy and unmotivated. That was how I always felt. Um, but I, I went back now I've watched, I've gone back and I've seen that Oh nine Sammy Callahan feud. Um, I've seen his like late two thousands tournament of death performances that, that, uh, 
uh, fuck, what's the the Drew guy? No, not uh, what's the fuck? It, <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Um, we did an episode. Drake Younger. Um, sorry, Drake Younger. I'm, I'm still did. watching Drew Gulak. It's still playing on my phone. <laughs> He's headbutting him. Um, that match fucking rocks. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of good stuff, even in that later era with the Nation of Intoxication. Uh, but Danny Havoc's like, later career did not really work for me super well. Uh, but I've gone back and I've really come to appreciate him. And especially his post-career, which that was the, the thing that truly endeared me to Danny was him and Joe, him and Joe Sposto, on commentary for Game Changer in like 2017, 2018. Um, I guess 18, 19 makes more sense in my head. They, they yeah. maybe did like three or four shows together, but they are burned in my brain. Danny Havoc uh, being revealed to me as like a very funny guy who has, uh, uh, a, you know, a very like charming and comedic uh, cadence to his speech and just dropping like references you wouldn't expect, which obviously we're in a reference reference comedy is it's bad. It's obviously it's gone. It's gone too far. Um, but in the, in the right situation, he could do it with a subtlety. He could have, he, he, yeah. he, had, he seemed like he was having fun and not trying to get himself over. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel like family guy. It felt like, you know, some, uh, slightly better show. <laughs> it felt like, a, it felt, it's like the, it, it was the classic extension of like, like punk on uh, punk and Prezac on commentary or yes, something, yes. but maybe but, but a little more somehow more sophisticated, which is very funny right. to say. Yeah. Then again, you know, I'd have been mid south versus game changer pick a sophistication. That's, you know, yeah, sure. you know, t- two turds in uh, in one hole in, t- <laughs> in terms of in terms of taste, but that isn't that what we want? Yeah, he's he was a guy who was like more likely to he w- he was not going to make a reference to the office. He was going to make a reference to like. Russ Meyer or like Larry Cohen films or something, you know, yes. he was going to like, he's, he would drop shit that I respected. Um, I, I really became a fan of him in that, in that era. Um, and then have gone back and really appreciated a lot of his stuff a lot more. Uh, so we're, that's what we're doing today. We're going to eulogize Danny Havoc. What is your history with Danny Havoc? Um, he first started when I started, I felt like I was sort of, getting out of wrestling. But at the same time, there are a lot of glimpses of things. His first, like, big match against uh, is on the first ever um, Chris Cash Memorial Show, um, the first ever Down with the Sickness, uh, against Andy Sumner. And it is just this bizarre death match that, like, doesn't seems like it's coming out of nowhere. That was and his debut. For the, his official debut, because I think he had a match for the NBA the mm. Maven Bentley Association. Oh yeah, uh, I see. He was fake. in a student battle royal at Tournament of Death Four as well. Yeah, so. that shit. That shit doesn't count. At one point during that... the, it says at one point during the match, ha- Havoc was set on fire by Wax. <laughs> it actually says fellow wrestler Wax, and we all know that that's not. That's a stretch. <laughs> it's that's that's as much of a stretch as Wax's fucking earlobes are stretched. Boom. Here, give Boom. me up top. Bam. High five. Yeah. Uh, tell me more. Sorry. Tell me about it. I've never uh, seen but... that Sumner match. Oh, it's just great. It's 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 just ridiculous. But and you're just but you, this is a guy who like he had something, and he had like a certain he, he I mean there's he had a certain finesse to him. He had like a, a technical ability. He came off like an evolved version of of a Nick Mondo, but or, but in some ways or like it, honestly in some ways he came off like an American Hayabusa. Mm. even and you're like this is a guy who's just fucking natural 
and he just has and he had a natural charm and that's like and then look talk about like the person he was that's just who he was in real life and you see the stuff and it's just he's just a very it's just very easy to root for him but he's also and also like a guy who would do extremely sick shit and that's fucking great and uh, you know it's sort of a thing where like i don't want to overstate the connection because that era of cz dub there's so many ups and downs and not i don't mean like and sure. the, in the qu- quality of the promotion i mean in terms of like the coherence, but there are some long-term and there's like but, talent coming and going. There's like weird scandals happening, people like dying of overdoses and shit. Like it's a tumultuous period for sure. Like, like the 2010, but like stuff like the like the Nation of Intoxication uh, versus uh, Tremont's crew or uh, oh yeah, Cult, yeah, the the Tremont Hill turn at Cage of Death, yeah, yeah. Cult Fiction uh, versus uh, the Suicide Kings, all like goofy sort of. Sure, but they would end up in really. Shouts like, out to Billy fun. Graham. Billy Graham. <laughs> uh, that would end up in fun, fun good ass fucking cage of and just like long periods of like where you, you could count on a, like some good matches, and it's sort of understated because that like CZW did, is le- was less in vogue, obviously. Sure, but, it's le- the subject of like bad wrestling podcast episodes. Like that's sort of where it, that's what it became. But I was still watching it. I still liked a lot of the stuff. It's a lot of, it's just like, it's like, the, unless like Fumtack Jack is there, it's stuff that has, that struggles sure. to make, make a cage match listing, sure. even, though it, <laughs> it, even though it should, you know, like, yeah, it's I haven't seen a lot good. of that It's era. all, even the stuff that's flawed is fun. And there's just people who have like weird energy who get to go out there and just like, like, this is the, this is the rise of Masada. And I mean, like, who wouldn't like, that's like, who wouldn't. To, who who would who give that away? The rise of Matt Tremont, guys who were just yeah. who are different, but they feel they felt like a continuation of what was good. Yeah. But then you curse like like Nick Gage gets fucking arrested. People yeah. like that was a big a hit. Fucking uh, fucking J C Bailey dies. Yeah, brain shortly. damage. Um, geez, brain damage dies. Yeah. People just start falling off, and yeah. then guys like Necro and Toby uh, end up like re- retiring or minimal- yeah. and you're just like it feels different, and it's just it it doesn't have the same like edge, but it didn't really ever lose its quality on the top tier stuff. And and the like the, one of the guys at the center of that. I mean, Drake eventually stops doing death matches too. One of the guys who remains at the center of that. Um, is Devin Moore. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes, but no. Uh, one of the guys who remained to the center of that, I think, the the, the attempt to retain what CZW meant, uh, what Bleeding Black and Yellow meant, is Danny Havoc. He, was, he yes. was always there. He was always just, you know, obviously cutting himself, bleeding all over the fucking place, working matches that maybe had to be completely improvised because some guy did show up and he was like, yeah, I'll work twice. Like, he's one of those guys. He's absolutely one of those guys. Um, I did not appreciate him while he was here, and I feel very bad about that. I really do. Yeah. Um, you you you've chosen the matches today, right? I think. Yes. I don't think I picked any of them, and I, I think I, I I may have said I just want to watch the Kasai match because it was I remembered it. Um, but I think he did really well. In fact, I I think it's really interesting that we stay in CZW here because he is. I know he worked other places. I know he's not like a Philly guy. He came from Iowa. Um, I think it's pretty significant to like the later era of CCW. This is like one of the diehard guys. Um, I think that's like a credit to him. You know, he's yeah. just the, he's just that kind of guy. He carried uh, 
promotion on its back for a bunch of through arena changes, through a bunch of like a bunch of goofy shit, but yeah. through ownership changes, yeah, through so many Booker changes. I'm sure, yeah. Who who even knows who who was behind some of this stuff? Um, yeah, cool. All right. Well, I I, I feel like we we both have very different histories with him and I, I, I wish I, I don't, my notes on this Gulag match are going to be sparse and weird. So I'm going to have to have you lead that. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. What are we doing first? Um, let's start. Do you want to go in chronological order? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. That's what, I, I, I watched him in chronological. So I think that, yeah, that's all right. Then that's all right. So do you have the fucking, uh, your notes up for uh, match dates? Cause I don't fucking have, well, I can, I, 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 will, I will in one second. Yes. Um, I'll just go ahead and do th- I'll start saying it and I'll stretch it out. All right. All right. First well, actually, up, I, I found it. I got it. Okay. December, well, you, you know what? You go it. ahead. You go right ahead, my friend. Go right the fuck ahead. <laughs> shit. Um, Cage of Death 11 on December 12th, 2009. In your main event, the Cage of Death match itself, it is. The new horror, Sammy Callahan, versus <laughs> the Deathmatch Viking, Danny Havoc. Was he the Viking uh, yet? Did they call him? He was the Viking. Okay. He was the Viking before he was the Deathmatch drunkard. Oh sure, okay. Um, that that one stuck though. He, they, he, the Viking thing, I think, stuck around even to the last match we're going to talk about. Sammy Callahan. Uh, all right. First of all, I watched this and the next two matches with my wife, so I'm going to have going to pepper in some th- some of her thoughts. Uh, hopefully, that doesn't annoy people. Um, you should be so lucky that your wife watches people cut themselves. Um, I started this by explaining uh, to my wife that Muse is okay. It's so funny to hear Sammy Callahan come out to fucking Muse. <laughs> I know, it, I mean, I know, it, but it's still this this little, I mean, he, this fucking amphetamine reptile, as I've called him, which obviously is a was a label, mm-hmm. but it's just he's. He does not have that energy at all, unfortunately, in his own personal taste. He has that energy as like who is like a wrestler, and his own like taste and like the stuff that he likes to um, brand himself with. God no! But even then, Muse is still it, still very strange. It kind of rocks though. It's kind of it's cool. I, I mean, I saw Muse. I, I I took pure MDMA and saw Silver Sun pickups and Muse in the Toyota Center in like I don't know, like 2011 or whatever. Um, I took the bus to get there, and I lost my wallet in there somewhere. Luckily, I had taken all the drugs and the cash out of it already because, you know, as That's you what do. you do. That's a pro. Yeah, pro and I remember moves. sitting next to, like, some teen girls, like 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 14-year-old girls, and they were really into Muse, and I was like, I should not be here. What am I fucking doing here? Tripping uh, next to these children. <laughs> Anyways, cool show. Pretty, pretty solid yeah. show. <laughs> and uh, then... Danny Havoc comes out through the crowd to mm-hmm. Gigi Allen's When I Die, which is fucking great. Oh, I didn't so, hear that. That rocks, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great, genuinely great song. I can't uh, think of how that, that one goes, but his a lot of it, his stuff is all the same. It blends together for me, but it's all good. Gigi Allen that, fucking rocks. It's just, it's got that, like, country energy. It just fucking fits this guy, dude. You ever listen to Gigi's first record? No. It's like, it's like oh, you should check it out. It's like power pop, and it doesn't have any lyrics about, like, you know any of the things <laughs> I could just make a list uh shitting your pants uh, uh uh jacking off into the crowd uh having sex with uh, people that you absolutely should not have sex with um it doesn't have any of that it's got like songs that are like uh very like uh like like chuck berry sto- like you know like like 50s rock and roll uh <laughs> sort of 
<laughs> it's great. He was like he was like a rockabilly guy at first, and then you know natural progression of that lifestyle. <laughs> yes. 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 The uh, inverse vampiro. Yes. Yes. Yeah. GG rules. Um, so, uh, all right. Larry Legend signature oversized suit. Um, looking good. Looking good. Uh, he looks like Bernie Mac, sort of. Like he looks like that's how Bernie Mac's suits used to look back in the day. <laughs> Uh, a guy who never knew how to wear a suit either, uh, but you know somehow still pulled it off. Um, so I, I quickly explained the history of the Cage of Death to, to my wife, to Emily, and how the Cage has evolved over the years. This time we have, and I'm going to do my architectural layout. You know, we do yes. when, we, when we do a Cage of Death match. I got to spend 25 minutes explaining the Cage. <laughs> In fairness, it, this is a good one. This is a very good one. There are flaws in like. Uh, there are conceptual flaws that that really show through when some of the things don't work as well as they should have. But th there's some extremely cool concepts here. Um, we have two sides of the yellow cage, classic uh, cage of death, cage, yellow, shitty cage. Yeah. On two opposite sides, you have barbed wire nets that are laid at a 45 degree angle. And they are electrified? No, the, the, the electrified part is upstairs. Never mind. Yeah, that's on the scaffold. Right, okay. I said I, upstairs. It's the second floor of the... Second <laughs> um, floor of the yeah, cage. It's like, yeah. uh, it's like uh, 1,700 square feet, uh, half-finished basement, and there's a washer and dryer down there, but don't don't use them uh, because they, they're, they're only for wrestling. Um, we have panes of glass, uh, the usual bullshit in the ring and then up top there is the scaffold going uh, across from each of the actual cage parts and the front side facing the camera uh, the, the hard side the hard camera side there are four panes of glass and this is a all right this is a scaffold and it's two small scaffolds with a gap in the, middle, the middle with two suspended panes of glass that are hanging horizontally underneath the gap uh, which is for the big finish spot, obviously. And then, also at 45-degree angles, closest to the camera, you have four panes of glass that can be used. You can throw your guy, your, your buddy, your, your, your dear friend through it, um, and they just fall, and they eat shit <laughs> in yes. the ring or whatever. You, they hit the ropes. Like, it's a really bad idea. Um, and then on the opposite side, there's another 45-degree angle barbed wire net, and this one is hooked up to a car battery. Um, now I don't know it, that we, this was some real 320p low fucking res shit that we watched here. I actually, you know what? The link you sent me, I was because we watched this on the TV, and I turned it on. I was like, oh, I can't fucking do this. No, it's 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 dog shit video quality. Yeah, yeah. I actually Sorry. went to uh, Extreme Wrestling Torrents and downloaded a collection of every Cage of Death match ever, and Hell it was yeah. it was not like great quality, but it was you know it was a uh, significantly better. Um, I've become a real like whore for that watching shit in HD. Um, even it's though I, even though I watch shit on my phone, but especially if I'm blowing it up to a TV, I can't artifacting. I can't do it anymore. If, I you're, if you're watching it with your wife, yeah, so, yeah. But but then I was also like, like I, in my head, I was like, well, maybe if it's like all pixelated, she won't like get as grossed out. Uh, but she was down. She was got away. Got away the things here. Got away them. Yeah. But yeah. And, and it's pinfall. Pinfall now this finish. Is, now this extends to uh, Sammy Callahan and uh, Joe Gacy uh, kidnapping Danny Havoc uh, 
and of course they they um sammy callahan joe gacy and john moxley, john moxley. Of, the switchblade the conspiracy. conspiracy yes uh not known as because moxley decided told him no that's a terrible name the nightmare society <laughs> fucking are you afraid of the dark that rocks sammy callahan <laughs> fucking idiot he's such, um, he's like such a he's such a funny goth he's such he's like the funniest type of goth the rules <laughs> yeah and, and then it's like switchblade conspiracy and moxley yeah that that's that's fine because at some point i just imagine he was like it's not gonna get better so just shut it down now well, it didn't make I'll... it doesn't make sense there is no switchblade conspiracy well they are the switchblade conspiracy. but but right but but you would think if you're gonna use if you're gonna like do a thing like that you would like you just go through the history of the cia and you find something you see you find the blank conspiracy and you just use that because at least it's like a cool reference but that's not sammy doesn't know that the cia he thinks the cia are good is basically <laughs> he's not he's not familiar with the cia's practices yeah he would probably be like mk ultra that's yeah a cool name yeah yeah, yeah oh that's... they gave people acid that's fucked up that's <laughs> that's so cool anyway i'm gonna guess uh, that sammy callahan could not if you if you if you gave him a pen and a piece of paper and told him to spell coup he would not know how to spell it <laughs> no no Maybe he would, but only because he had re- he had researched it in the context of some sort of bizarre uh, show name. Yeah, or or like or like sense. like a fantasy novel that he read or whatever. He's um, uh, he's a hell of a mind. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he, a real ideas guy, the worldwide desperado. Yeah, the ideas man, Sam Hyde, uh, Sammy Hyde Callahan. Um, yeah, we got a uh, we got some we got a whole setup here, and uh, it's real dumb. And there are panes of glass uh, leaned up on on the lower barbed wire nets, which immediately proves bad and stupid. <laughs> yes, this is it's some real Duesaderos uh, shit there, where this is just not breaking. Yeah, because it's just well, it's, it's sealed into well, well onto so... this fucking reinforced steel or whatever the hell. Because like, this is not just cage. This is not like a tangle. This is like, ju- these are just bars. Yeah. That are about, they look about eight by eight inches, maybe like eight by six or something. Insanely big. Yeah, yeah. It's some real, some real uh, expert uh, uh, architecture going on here. The uh... this is the first DJ Hyde cage of death. So you know he didn't have. Uh, his predecessor's construction know-how. Sure. Well, so I took it a different way with the the way that those those glass panes refused to break. I didn't I didn't think they were fastened into the beams. I thought they were just laying loose in the wire. And what that was could happening be it too, yeah. was you would hit the glass and then it would make the wire sag, so there was no pressure on the glass to actually break. That's kind of how I saw it. But I that's probably more accurate because it's just. It's hard to find glass panes that are going to be the same size as sure as that you can like fit in. I would hope they very... have a glass pane guy and he gives him something uniform. You no? hope, yeah, you I would hope. Honestly. You would hope a lot of things. Uh, all right, so there's hope's gonna hope isn't gonna get you too far. No, it didn't. Parkland Acres didn't get America very far. Um, damn, damn, I can't believe that boy just came out and said that shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's two really good Russian leg sweeps early on in this match. The first one is, um, I think Sammy goes through a, a pane of glass, and he's, like, in the wire. Um, and he's trying to climb over the ra- over the ropes or something, and uh, Danny jumps up 
Luke leaps up to the, the second rope there on the outside on the apron and pulls him backwards with like a big second rope Russian leg sweep uh, into the wire. And that was where one of the commentators was like, I think it hits, hit the support beam. That's so dangerous. And it was like, yeah, yeah well, what about the, like, the barbed wire is also uh, bad for you. Then there's like a setup where they've got two chairs and they're going to put something across it and, you know, somebody's going to get thrown through a thing. Uh, and then for whatever reason, Danny Havoc is standing on the two chairs and Sammy like leaps up and Russian leg sweeps him off of the chairs and they both land under their heads. Uh, that's good. And then uh, like very early on, at some point, Sammy gets uh, busted his arm, I guess. His arm is busted open. Yeah. And they do the old taped up gimmick. And I don't know... I feel like that stuff is probably at this point like half gimmicked, right? Like there's not every one of those you see is real. What if the fuck that would he even cut his arm on that early? I don't know. I think maybe in this case it's because they're in the cage. It's a it's a, more, a very precautionary thing because how the fuck are you going to like like there's no chance for like oh it's it's okay now and then like in, in three or four minutes oh this shit is not okay like if it's if it looks at all bad now take mm. care of it then so okay. for, yeah I, I mean there's some glass proactive um, yeah he, he, like he um i mean there's a, is it the, what what is the first uh spot for one of the glass panes um in the ring i forget i believe it's sammy putting danny for it right yeah i think it's just a tackle that's a tackle, yeah. I think yeah. maybe it could have even been that. It could have been very, just sure. very early and just like, oh, there. Well, oh, I shit. mean, glass, yeah, shit happens with glass. Yes. Um, I don't. This might have been after Sammy also did a. Uh, Danny's on the apron, uh, back towards the, the barbed wire nets, and there was a glass pane on the barbed wire net behind him, and Sammy does like a running, uh, vaulting crossbody and slams him through. It could have happened there. I'm not sure if that was before or after that, um, but he get, once once he gets taped up. He delivers some extremely rough chair shots. Uh, yeah, the uh, whole like head and like some shots to the side. There's a there's a there's a part where he does. So you know the old like, you grab the 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 back of the chair like the head of it, and then yeah. you just sort of jam it into a guy, and it's like always worked. It's like a really easy. It's like uh, how Triple H hit somebody with a sledgehammer. Same thing, but with a chair. Yes, the man who's who's gimmick is that he's a sledgehammer that seems to have no idea how a sledgehammer works. Yeah, yeah, that's but, how you, you that's know how a you chair. Use it. How do you hit people with a chair? <laughs> it's different than how you would hit someone with a sledgehammer. Sure. So in theory, but, uh, Sammy does that same sort of thing, but when he does it, he like smashes Danny across the bridge of the nose with the top of the chair. Like so, it's like it's like real, and the crowd like the crowd is like surprised. They're like, Shit, you've never heard the crowd respond to one of these kind of weapon shots like this because they're like oh that was that was pretty rough <laughs> like right in his uh shitty nose bridge piercing that he has that he somehow kept for his the rest of his life <laughs> insane hey, it's insane you know have. what dedication to a look yeah Which i respect yeah, yeah and here's the thing uh okay so this i mean one of the and then there's like the chair shot spot where um Danny gets stuck between the ropes and the one side of the yellow cable cage. Yeah, yeah. And, and That's Sammy a little just, later, yeah. Yeah, and he's just swinging at him and then just running back. And that is like the most Sammy Callahan thing, where you're like, oh, this guy was good, huh? When he just, when he wasn't, you know, so fucking bloated. Wait, and he's also, this is, like, this sort of level of chaos is the right amount for him. Um, I don't know, Sammy is a guy who didn't like move fully away from death matches for a few years. Uh, but his 
you know, evolution into a, like a junior heavyweight type. It is an unfortunate thing. And I think he was even good in that sort of, that sort of realm for a while. I think where great Sammy Callahan is still pretty good up to a certain point in his time, in his history, but it's mostly, I mean, mostly after he comes back from his WWE run where he was injured and just, and then he's like, Oh, I'm back. I'm, I'm yeah, that he really did good, it. He has some good stuff in 2016, actually. But Even that late, okay. I, I would, I would. He's like for like he has a big weekend with uh, Evolve. Oh, and there's Evolve. also the the Ray Phoenix matches in AAW. That was a good feud. I saw some of that live. That stuff was pretty good. And that, I, but then like 2017, 20, and then it's just he just starts slowing down, and he just yeah. and he's all, and then he becomes a oh look at me, I'm I'm crazy, Rob. I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I watched an episode of Twin Peaks. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm like fucking, you know, I made me. Oh, I, I saw 20 minutes of Blue Velvet. I'm like Dennis Hopper now. Oh. <laughs> and he's just the worst. Shouts yeah. out, by the way, to Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, pictures of him and Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> it's it, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyle McLaughlin is. Yep. Here's the thing. Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin is also just an idiot. Yeah. yeah totally. Most cele- most famous people. Are real fucking stupid. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It just means he doesn't know uh, to not stand still for certain pictures. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sammy was good, absolutely. Uh, I, all right, my wife asked if they took Tylenol before this match, and I explained no. They probably like shot up, like <laughs> they probably like banged, banged some fucking straight tar, and like. <laughs> Went through the curtain, just chill as fuck, and they're like, "All right, I'm gonna climb this fucking cage now." Um, and then, they, all right, so early on, Danny, all right, Sammy, Sammy fall, uh, climbs up the cage. Danny follows him, and th- this was one of my most egregious spots of this match. <laughs> was where uh, Danny is climbing up the cage and trying to like lift himself up onto the scaffold, and Sammy just gives him a fucking unprotected chair shot to the head <laughs> while he's Jesus. climbing a thing. <laughs> it's like. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then once they get up there, I think Danny delivers a, a chair shot to, to Sammy, and it shatters one of the one of the panes. And it's just like it falls into, I guess, the crowd. And I mean, in the ring mostly, but it just the the raining of glass is crazy. It's fucking insane. Um, and then they mentioned the car batteries hooked up to the other side, which is wire, which is barbed wire. Um, Danny gets thrown into it and you see sparks fly, but uh, very stupid, uh, but you can't fault the imagery. They do. They did it as well as they could. Right. Yes. And it's, it's based on storyline. That's, is it? Okay. But it's yes. Cause that's like, they were, he, uh, Sammy Callahan and Joe Gacy, they kidnapped Danny Havoc and they tortured him with a car battery. Did they hook up his nuts to it? Like Shane McMahon? I'm not sure. Man, that seems, I don't know. That kind of, that seems kind of sick. Um, I'm completely numb down there, so I, 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 anything that makes me feel something uh, would be great. Uh, so he is he is stuck in the wire, getting electrocuted, and he puts a foot up and sort of shoves Sammy with his foot, who flies the other direction, face first through a sheet of glass, <laughs> um, and then down, I don't know, 11 feet into the ring with nothing to break his fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> insane. Um, and this is, uh, Emily actually said that it looked like, she said it looked like, uh, all right, this is, all right, this is what I wrote down. This is verbatim. 
Gosh, it looked like the time that one guy fell off the stage. You know, the tossed salad and scrambled eggs guy. What was his name is what she said. Um, so we'll put that clip <laughs> of Kelsey Grammer falling off the stage. My favorite. You've seen this, I'm sure, right? Oh, God. Uh, you've not, you haven't seen not this? Not recently. Oh, not recently? Uh, well, I watch it all the time. Uh, so he's, so it's, <laughs> he's like doing a lecture at a college. And he's on this big stage with plenty of room. It's not like it's easy to fall off of this thing. And he says, trip through it's a small world, pretending I was a UN interpreter. <laughs> oh, God. And he falls off the stage and he falls and he's still standing up, but he's like fucked his leg all up. And the camera zooms way out and shows, wow, this is a big stage. How did you manage to like get so into your own stupid fucking speech that you walked off the stage? Oh. I, I think I'm. Wow, that was really, really bad. The answer is, of course, that Kelsey Grammer is drunk and a pillhead, but, he's, you know. He rules. He fucking... He's great. He, he loves himself. Frazier. Absolutely. I don't, but I understand and I support you. Um, and he, he says, he's like, well, he's still holding the microphone. And he's just, I'm sorry, I just... <sighs> big, like, pause. And then he's like... I'm so sorry, my leg. So sorry, my leg. That's pretty much where the clip is. <laughs> it was like an E-Bombs World clip. It fucking kicks ass. Um, yeah. He, the way he falls through this glass, he goes, he goes like face first. And like he, he like puts out a hand, which is what you do when you fall face first, right? You try to yeah. catch yourself. He tries to catch himself, and then his hand just goes through a fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls like 12 feet to the fucking floor or not the floor but the mat just insane an insane way to like they chose to do this bump this way it's fucking ridiculous you could yes you could make the scaffold a little bigger like now classically the, sca the scaffold is obviously very important to a cage of death it often leads to some of the stupidest bumps and usually the but, finish you know yes yeah when they're back in the ring at some point. Uh, Danny lays a chair down on Sammy and grabs a pretty long glass pane. And he does the Shawn Michaels ladder match versus Razor Ramon. Ride the ladder down from Mania 10. Uh, except it's yeah. not a ladder. It's a pane of glass, which I thought was fucking awesome. It was like yeah. one of the cleanest spots of the match. Really nice. This is a vicious match. Yeah, um, yeah it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Um, I, I, I'm sure Danny Havoc... He's born in 86. I'm sure he loved Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon from WrestleMania 10. We all did. That's like one of the most influential matches of all time. So, um, yeah, there's there's tons of spots. There's a, there's a fucking... They get back up on the scaffold. Callahan gives a Havoc an STO through a pane of glass off the scaffold, but the pane doesn't break. And they, they, they've got a table down there to catch to sort of break the fall a little bit. Uh, but also, there's like a heavy-ass piece of glass that didn't break. Like, how heavy is a pane of glass? It's got to be like 40, 50 pounds at least. It's just following them down and could have just pierced one of their hearts. <laughs> like, yeah. This is, it's a truly insane setup. It's, it's, it's great visually and it's great for spots, but also. Some stuff doesn't um, go right. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's dangerous as hell, but isn't that, isn't that a lot of the fun? Yeah. There's, there's just, I mean, and then they, then they just start trading bombs. Um, in a, in a ring that is so covered in glass. Yeah. Uh, Callahan, there's the great power bomb into the... Um, no, that's... No, that's, the, that's like, I'm fucking stupid. Well, like, Callahan hits... Um, into the corner? You're talking about the assault driver? 
Yes. It's yes. the assault driver into the corner for a better assault paint. driver than Nick Mondo ever did. Uh, running assault driver through through a painted glass. It really, really pretty shit. With a great landing by Danny. Uh, they, but then they like the inverse of that. Um, Sammy lays a pane of glass on the bottom rope in the corner, so it's laid sort of, you know, so it's directly beneath the where you would fall off of the off the turnbuckles, and they, he tries to give Danny a, like a, a an avalanche pile driver through it, but because the angle is so fucking stupid, they slightly overshoot, and then and Danny just takes a regular avalanche pile driver not through a pane of glass but lands extremely hard in the pile of already broken glass that's all over the ring um and then i don't know they they use that with like a backdrop suplex or something they 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 use all the glass which is important yeah you know? there's um they, they trade uh finishers uh the uh uh Callahan hits Danny Havoc's uh, classic Death Valley Driver, the General Order 24, uh, destroy <laughs> right. all life on this planet, and right. uh, for two count. What's that Danny, from again? Uh, Star Trek, the original series. Okay, cool, cool. Love Tiberius. Star Trek references. Yeah. Yes, uh, and then um, Danny follows it up by hitting. After Sammy tries to go for his uh, headlock driver, he hits a ha- Danny hits a headlock driver. What so. a stupid move. It really, it's a very stupid move. Remember when it was Moxley's finisher in WWE? I do, I do. It wasn't. It was not a good call. And I mean, his DDT was was better. But there is something, there is something fun and visceral about a motherfucker getting like spiked like that. But it also has extreme, um, fucking, you know, the stroke energy or um, sure, sure, the yeah. skull crushing finale where you're just like. Yeah. What the what the fuck is the point of this? Yeah, uh, the the edge one where he put him in a, a full Nelson and did like a bulldog. Yeah, that shit sucks. All that shit's stupid. Like every variation of that type type of move is just bad. <laughs> yes, like the the general like the the flatliner right, sucks. The flatliner, and we do have a reverse uh, STO into that is what uh, Sammy hits. He hits a reverse STO into the barbed wire um, earlier in the match. Oh, okay, like, and and you're like, huh? He's he's just uh, breaking out the judo in this one. It's very <laughs> fun, um, but like you know, the, a judo move that no, literally nobody's ever done. That is not uh, Naoya Gawa did not approve the the reverse STO. <laughs> oh yeah, um, well you know maybe if, maybe if it was into the into the wire, it's it's but like it, a different it, sort of thing. It's so then. Um, then we get a table set up in the, you know, this is because the match has progressed fucking pretty nicely at this point. We yeah, Then there's like, there's a table set up in the middle of the ring that will come into play later. Chekhov's table. But that's when you, I believe this is when you get like some more just vicious fucking chair shots. Just unprotected yeah. chair shots by both to the head. Yeah. They just, hit some other bombs. There's a, there's a, uh, uh, Danny hits a tiger suplex on Sammy, like right in the middle of all the glass. Like they're they are going off and it's chaotic and I don't think anybody's going for a pin. I don't think it matters, but it's it's very intense. They're they're de- they've definitely gone like a, the structure of this as much as any cage of death match could be structured is v- very sound. Like you compare it to suspended from cage of death five, it's very it's very much not that they hit they hit some crazy stunts, but they're this is a well laid out little bit of business. It's like really good. It's really well thought out and structured in a way that kind of resembles a regular, you know, a regular main event, I guess. 
Yes. But, but they do all of the moves through things or off of things, which is... Inside of the cage of fucking death. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, they do finish up top. Well, they go up top for the finish. Um, Sammy pulls a switchblade, I guess? Yes. Okay. And he cuts... What happens here? <laughs> he carves up Danny's back. Okay, it's his back. And when Danny tries to go for a... a de- Go for a, through a, for a general order twenty four of his own, which I presume would have been like his idea of going for the finish, uh, either on on top of the scaffold or through the sure, paint through the glass. And, all that. and then, but Sammy counters it by just carving up his fucking back. And here's the thing, it's cool, except nobody can really see it. Yeah, yeah. And if the the commentators hadn't called like called it out, I might not have even noticed. Um, it's uh, what whatever you don't nobody's gonna believe he actually is stabbing him with a knife so <laughs> although when when Takeda does it I I'm kind of in with <laughs> I'm kind of okay with it when Takeda uh puts a guy in a Jujigatame and then like slices his wrists while he's in it uh, him sticking a knife in Jinkasai's scarred up forehead yeah like I'm it's I, a lot of fun that I believe those things for whatever reason I believe that more than when Sammy Callahan does it um, you need some like WCW uh, like tr- triple cage camera work up on the scaffold yeah, for that sure. kind of thing to be to work. You need Russo because otherwise, production. you know, who doesn't love War Games 2000? Honestly. Bro, if you're gonna stab your opponent, then we gotta get a cameraman up there. <laughs> don't, bro. You don't waste the spot. You gotta fucking make this shit count. Otherwise, think about know, the who's DVD. Gonna, who's gonna, you know? We didn't do. They didn't book the switchblade on a pole match for nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah. What What is this move that Sammy gives him through the glass? This shit. This was so stupid. <laughs> it just looks kind of like an angel wing. Oh I, no, no, no. He. It's not an angel's wing. He's he, he's he's got him in like a reverse DDT setup, like a dragon sleeper. Oh, oh, you're fucking right. I mean, he, he lifts it's him like, up. It's yeah. It's the just the it's the you know. Inverted lifting DDT. It's the reverse U crash that Takeda has made his finisher over the last but couple years. But that doesn't make sense. The way <laughs> Sammy goes through the glass like harder and the table harder than than uh, than Danny does. Like well, it's... it's kind of an execution thing where yeah, 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 yeah. He takes the ass bump, but and but like it's worth taking trading the ass bump for the neck bump for on for Danny. Not which, off of a thing. Theoretically, it's 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 insane. It doesn't. But you know, it does look good. I mean, they go through a ton. It's two panes of glass and then a table. It and works. And it's like the sit out thing where he does like get like at least like the idea of he can have a cover if he if he wanted it. I, where, I don't know if they ended up like that. I don't. I don't know if you can really say the sit out thing is going to work out as they're falling off of a scaffold. I think this is. You know what? As I as as I said before, Sammy Callahan is an ideas guy. Yeah. He's yeah. go go eighties lifestyle and. <laughs> He doesn't, you know, it's it's not about it's not about what happens after. It's about what happens in the moment. Sure. That's, I'm with that. Know, uh, that. Sammy wins. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> with that move. Um, some uh, After the match, somehow he finds the knife, and it's in the glass somewhere in the, <laughs> on the mat, and he's going to go and slice Danny up some more, I guess. Which, by the way, having your heel go over in the big blow-off match is always really... Really good stuff, TJ. Um, the lights go out, and Necro Butcher is here. Uh, did you watch the post match of this? I did. Yeah, it's 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 
Dylan's starting to look real old. Uh, also, you know, um, uh, that's just a you know short aside. Um, Necro Butcher. Now, is he a controversial figure? Mm. I mean, yeah. he's he's about what you would expect, though, right? I mean, he's like people are like on the verge of. Of like, oh, he's gonna. It's like, well, here's the thing. You know what's gonna cancel him is the stage free melanoma or whatever the fuck he has, a <laughs> lymphoma. The man's gonna die, and that's that makes me sad. Um, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I, I, I care about the necro butcher. I don't. Oh, well. I don't know. Like, I understand. Like wrestling fans, you know, want to have some sort of scruples when it comes to uh, supporting people who have like very bad politics or whatever but what you have to understand is if you're a wrestling fan most of the guys are bad like i'm sorry you're necro didn't all of a sudden just say i'm gonna wear the maga hat now like necro was necro is from texas like what do you think people in texas are like like what do you think this like what do you think these like working class southern scumbags are like about because just enjoy you know Enjoy the guy. Enjoy the bumps. Don't fucking... It's not a real person to you anyways. You don't know the guy. You don't have to talk to him. Just enjoy his fucking cutting himself up for you. What the fuck does it matter? Um, I still watch Polanski movies. Again, this is always... It's the easiest thing to come back to. I don't watch Woody Allen movies because they fucking suck. Uh, but Polanski, nah, hell of a filmmaker. Um, I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a fan of both his filmmakers, I'm all, bad I also, people. I also like Woody Allen to a degree, but I don't... I don't need to rewatch Manhattan. I don't think I ever need to see Crimes and Misdemeanors again. I think I'm good. I think I got everything I could have gotten out of those movies. I got when I was 18. I don't need to. I don't need to watch fucking uh, uh, Broadway Danny Rose ever again or whatever the fuck that movie's called. Is that right? Or is that the CZ, yeah? That's the CZW wrestler. <laughs> is he named after the Woody Allen movie? Yes. <laughs> I never realized that. Hell yeah! It's Shouts a, it's. Out. Hell of a reference. Shouts out to the Rachis. <laughs> Shouts uh, fuck out to the Rachis. Absolutely. Yeah. When so, aren't we? We should be shouting out the Rachis every episode. But, you know, you we know. leave it up to even Connor. They they do a fine job of doing that. Uh, uh, but then we and then there's a Denouement sort of match. Not to be pretentious, like I'm watching fucking Breaking Bad in 2013, and I gotta like, well, make make sense of the finale. Mm. Like, uh, but you know, uh, with. Uh, Sammy and Moxley versus Danny and Necro, and the January show. You know the classic, like post blow off, like yeah. season, uh, like Cage of Death, like it almost always. January just like why not? But you know, hey, I bet that match is. I'm fun. sure. I have not yeah. actually seen it. No, 2010 yeah. Necro is 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 good. Uh, he's, he's still good. He's he stayed still good for a good. while. Uh, yeah, Sammy retreats into the arms of John Moxley uh, as Necro shows up. And, Who uh, would retreat into the arms of 2009 John Moxley? He's in adorable. fairness, he's adorable. Um, and I, I've, <laughs> so when he appeared on the screen, I like, uh, I, I was like trying to that. Hey, I was like telling Emily, hey, that's Dean Ambrose from the Shield, and I, I totally did like the, uh, the like, you know, the, the meme, the, DiCaprio, the yeah, yeah, yes. the, from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I did the exact thing, um, so that was good. And uh, and I, you know what? You know what the moral of this story is? Tarantino gets it. Yeah, yeah, fucking movie. But rocks. no, uh, this is one of the. I think this ends up being one of the best. I think it might be the best singles the best cage singles. of death. It's the best singles cage of death. There's no. I mean, there's. I I haven't seen the DJ Tremont one in a. Fucking it was movie. all right. It, it. Yeah. It's not this. No, no, and this is just. This is just like the like Sammy at his prime. It's fucking 
really great, really great. Yeah. And Danny is really great. Obviously. And this is just, you know, this is good. This is, it's better than Justice Pain versus Weishfeeder, you know? <laughs> Which also better than I thought. It's a I, fun, was, it's a it's a pretty fun match. It sucks oh, that we have to better. eulogize all these guys who were in Cage of Death matches. Yeah. Uh, but what you know? What are you gonna do? Uh, I, I'm gonna say this: Danny Havoc, better than Justice Payne. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. He from, was not, and as will be pointed out, he had didn't he'd never won the CZW title, unfortunately. So right. when we did do last year, we did an official rank of every CZW champion, whether or not they're. Oh yeah, I remember Justice that. Payne. Um. So I think there have been no new CZW champions since then. Weird. I think because uh, Chainsaw Joe got the belt back. And we oh, yeah. He ranks kind of low. I don't really like I, like I like Joe for a while, but uh, he has not made good on his promise. Um, all right. Moving on. Okay. From fucking... April 9th. April 9th, two, uh, 2011. Best of best the best of the 10. Best of the best 10. Yes. Best of best, wait, best of best 10 or best of best 11? It's 10. Okay. Uh, we have in, for the CZW Ultraviolet Underground Championship in a Ragnarok and Roll Glass huh. Crush Death Match. Uh, <laughs> I missed that one. I, I must have missed that one. <laughs> yes, your challenger, the Deathmatch Viking uh, from Cylinder, Iowa. Fucking uh, Danny Havoc versus the champion, the fucking crazy monkey himself, making his long-awaited return to this podcast after uh, his first appear- uh, only appearance on the first episode. Has he, have we never <laughs> talked about a Jin Kasai oh, match out of the first episode? We have not officially talked about wow. Jin Kasai. Yeah, and uh, that's crazy. Just- from I don't know what the hell Larry Legend says he's from. Usually they still, I mean, even then he's he's still doing the build from Philadelphia, Japan. Thing, yeah, Philly, but he does Japan. not say that. Uh, it's but yeah, and uh, this is say the name of the what's the what's the what's the subtitle of the match? What's it's called? Would you like me to say it again? Yeah, I... Ragnarok and Roll <laughs> Glass Crush Death Match. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so. I started this by warning Emily that this was not one of the matches on the list uh, deemed safe to watch by you uh, for her eyes. Yes. Because <laughs> um, I, I, she was, she asked if there were any matches she could watch uh, with me, and I, I was like, well, I'll ask. And you did. You, you mentioned the Gulak Barbar match and the Cage of Death match, uh, since the Cage of Death match was like a pretty smoke and mirrors and just big bumps sort of thing. Um, and so she said she wanted to watch this. So, fuck, all right, whatever. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. It went pretty well. Uh, she she was kind of into this. I was proud, I'll say. Um, Hell yeah. Kasai is, like, fully, you know, he's, like, flipping people off and yelling in English. Um, he's over as could possibly be obviously yes and the the 2012 or 2011 that that era of ccw crowds this is still in the the arena right yeah yeah, yeah. um they had gotten pretty bored i want to say i feel like they didn't react to a lot of things and it got worse once they moved to the the floyer sta- skate skate zone um the floor skate zone was not 
it also that place just sounded like it was so fucking cavernous too. Well, was, also the the audio mixing got really well, and I was, I oh, the audio mixing is whack. Well, it was whack as shit, which we'll talk yeah. about on our uh, yeah, our last, last match. One. But, but yeah. and it just sounds like it just it just sounds bad. Yeah. I am, you know, obviously I take a sort of offense to the idea of CZW fans being bad, but they are. I just can't, I'm not going to deny it. Yeah. I just it's not it's. They weren't I, I, always. I mean, well, I guess yeah. they always. Maybe they were always. It depends depends well, on the type of bad you're talking about. Yes, yes. Like inattentive. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a big part of it. It's just like they are easily um, like they, 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 their threshold for being like let down is anything under like greatness. Like they, there's no appreciation for something that's just good, and a lot of things are you know just good or less than that. It's inherent to how things go, it's, and that's fine. Well, when also, you're given the world, by CCW gives you the world for the entire decade of, to, of the 2000s, and then it just sort of slowly gets like less and less interesting or exciting. And not to mention the fact that I mean, obviously Philadelphia is also just the hotbed of everything. So, like even like this at that point there, where there were CCW ROH crossover fans, and ROH had started to uh, move out of Philadelphia as its main hub. Uh, uh, sure. not, they hadn't gone to Baltimore just yet because that's a Sinclair thing, but like they were going most a lot of New York, a lot of places that just like it was not. Yeah, they, they, they mostly they, used it for tapings and shit. They, they would to tape all shows. of their TV still. When, when, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't matter when that ended, but the ECB arena was like good for that stuff. They they used that building a lot. So there, I'm sure there's crossover in the people who went to those shows. That's uh, like so these are people who have been spoiled, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. That's a there's a lot of cool shit in that era, and then early two thousands indies are pretty rough. Or, or, or I'm sorry, early two thousand tens indies are pretty rough. Um, I mean, this eventually, you know, not to reference podcasts, no longer exists. Um, you know, we are less than a year away from a tribute to the arena. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking January twenty twelve, right? I thought it was. I don't know. I've, I actually have no idea. The, the Evolve timeline is very strange in my head. The Evolve, yeah, I can't wait to see. I can't wait for it to be on the network. Uh, <laughs> I hope DJ Hyde uh, and his one uh, technical appearance in uh, Dragon Gate USA somehow makes the network. <laughs> Who doesn't that would that? rock. That's his. You know, that's his... you know we, we know certain people are making the network. Atu is making the network. Sure. Larry Dallas is making the network. They need to just give him a job. I'm saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, Larry Dallas, and what's his name? Sean. What the fuck is that guy's name? The fat guy. Uh, Sean Davis. Sean Davis. Yeah. So you know, the fat guy. You know that guy. The, the fat guy. guy. Yeah. Replace them. Whatever the fuck the other guy's name. Sam Roberts and Pat. Whatever the fuck. I don't fucking know their names. Yeah, I don't care about what names take, are. Take the. Replace the, them. Get the, them out. The yeah, Sam Robertson, the the hot ninety nine DJ or whatever the hell the thing that guy is. Pat McFuck. I don't yeah, know his name. Yeah, that guy. He's he, those guys seem okay, but like they seem like they're catering to a certain type of wrestling fan that is like sort of online. So, but like like they they should just no. hire OG Five Justin or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Yeah, jo- OG Johnny Five. OG right? Johnny Five. That's- an enemy of um absolutely absolutely uh, of, of everyone a literal but, personal enemy of yeah. um, my roommate but you know we, shouts out <laughs> we've, we've really racked him up though this whole group we got uh adam lash finally blocked me uh for posting screenshots of him saying the n-word 
Just uh, say in the N word. He didn't even quote it. Jesus just Christ, say it, man. Yeah. Fucking dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Bix still has me blocked, uh, even though I, I I I replied to a Zellner post like two months ago saying, "Hey, could you can you ask Bix to unblock me? <laughs> can you? Because he because Bix like Bix is whatever like, but he posts a lot of a lot of the things he posts are things I need to see like." Yes. I believe I'm now unblocked by Rob Viper. Don't know how that happened, but I am still blocked oh, yeah. by a uh, Cubs fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cubs has me muted, so he doesn't... But but yeah, Rob Bahari has me blocked. Um, yeah, there's lots of them. J.E. Snowden, you know. Uh, Emil J. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emil is a uh, definite en- enemy of uh, the show. Yeah. Um, God. Even though he's a friend of a friend, like, he's like... <laughs> It's tough. It's tough out here. Uh, Who? Uh, uh, Joe Sposto. <laughs> Joe Sposto. I mean, MLJ is is the friend. Yes, he's a, unfortunate. That's, that's like, someone par- I, I know, a someone uh, a dear friend of mine. I well, I regularly have to be like, you know, hey, have you thought about Emil? Like, you know how like he post problematic things and like his association with like like people like Schlack and like sure. Aesthetic and shit. And you're like, what? <laughs> that's the response I get. Like, I don't. I don't know about that. So it's not here nor there. Um, I don't. Uh, just for the record, I don't think Joe and MLJ are actually friends. Joe's supposed was a professional. He's and a he pro. Does, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll he does work the with job them. that needs to be done. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so you thought Joe was on commentary for this match? I, I, it, me might've. and my wife were like talking throughout this, so I didn't really hear a lot of the commentary. I Yeah, I think I. I cannot be certain. I. Yeah. I believe I checked Cage Match, and you know what Cage Match had to say? Didn't fucking have shit to say. Yeah. Check it. It's maybe a, maybe it said Striga? match guide eight point seven four five or whatever. Yeah, Striga, get get on it. Striga, our uh, silent producer, uh, silent in the sense that we've uh, we've beaten him into the silence. He's now he's he's now mute. Yeah, he's but, for the you past. Know, the data is okay. We can read oh, it. Oh, Mort, uh, Mort is one of our greatest enemies. Oh yeah, Mort. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, you posted that guy. God, we gotta get this match one of these days. You posted that like that like Scottish guy who was really into like Japanese like New Zealand guy okay. on the on the bus, uh, surrounded by Koreans. In his words, wearing a fl- uh, a hat that had the current Japanese flag and the Imperial Rising Sun flag on it, and him just being worried that he was going to get like the shit kicked out of him. But if you go to his his fucking feed, it is all like imperialism, like like really just like extremely fascist shit against. I, I was I, I was so weirded out by the, what's his? Do you have his hat name? So people can. Uh, I forget. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, some like weird New Zealand imperialist I mean, weeaboo yeah, guy. I mean, you can also just like <laughs> look, look at the uh, the guy I made fun of uh, on the timeline, uh, the Roman Catholic gamer whose girlfriend uh, left him or whatever, who is all just uh, cosplays as uh, like a South African like military guy. <laughs> Even though, let it be said, um, there there are like five Catholic, white Catholics in South Africa. There are no white. That's not a thing. All the Catholics there are black, and not even because of the most of the population of South Africa being black. Like, no. Catholics are fucking for apartheid like that, you yeah. fucking creep. Just yeah. Jesus Christ. What Christianity uh, there are really some is cool a fuck, guys. isn't it? There are some there's cool guys great, out there. There's some, there's some heroes on the internet, to be sure. <laughs> I like it. I, like to, heroes, I love to log on. Not the, not the heroes we need, but the heroes we deserve. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Alright. Kasai. 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 He's flipping people off. He's doing uh, he's doing cuss words. He's really into that stuff. Um, 
They go through some glass, you know. It's re- I think, all right, Danny goes flipping into a pane of glass off an Irish whip in the first, like, 30 seconds. It's really yeah. important to get one prop spot in early just so you set the stage. Uh, how do you feel about that? You think it's you, you, if there's glass, you got to break some real fast. Or you go the opposite direction and you don't break any until, like, really far into it. But that's not what people want, right? Yeah, I, I like the idea. Yeah, I like the idea of you build to it, but eh, you know, sometimes you don't. Glass panes are different than something like, as we'll see in their next match, barbed wire. Like another barbed wire, you build to it. There's a sense of, or sure. like anything with barbed wire, but because it's not explosive. Yeah, like glass fucking explodes. It's a, it's a great visual, and you know, like you can like modern crowds, you can get the air horns going and shit. It's it it'll yeah. like. Boom, crowd goes. In this case, so yeah, it, it just sets the tone. It also sets the tone of, like, they talk a lot about in the commentary, like, Kasai, he's Danny Havoc's hero. Yeah. And they set the tone that Kasai is going to be, like, a dominating presence here. He's the veteran, and he's got the edge. And he's the champ, so he's just going to he, he's gonna make uh, Danny Havoc work for this, which I'm good with. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they do... Uh, slow it down somewhat but for the most part there's a, there's just a lot of glass <laughs> there's a lot of glass in this match like, yes there's eight panes of glass maybe that sounds probably right um, i think there's four in the ring one in each corner of course and then there's one on each um side of the ring yeah um, held one up by chairs with, held up with chairs with different one, with different items like uh yes. glued to them or taped to them yeah yes uh there are two with thumbtacks one that with CZW spelled out and another with BJW spelled out. Oh, cool. One with carpet strips uh, on it, taped to it, and another with Barbara Ayer. That's yeah. sort of sandwiched between it, I suppose. Uh, and that's, that's you know, that's yeah, good. fun. That's a lot. Of, Symmetry. A, Symmetry. Yeah, and you know what you said? This is, they said this is a glass crush death match. So, you know, they do you got to bring out the glass. They do the thing, yeah. Um, they all right. So Jun Kasai, uh, he grinds a bunch of glass in Danny's head. He de- he like sort of uh, scrapes with his boot a pile of glass and and DDTs him on it. Uh, goes for a pin and gives a peace sign to the camera, which I thought was cute. Um, Emily at some point said this seems kind of tame, um, but that she's worried for what's going to happen. And she said, uh, "What? Okay." She said, "Siobhan knows what kind of shit scares girls." So, Indeed. There you go. I um, st- listen. I I I thought about this. Um, this is you know, like is is Jun Kasai biting Danny Havoc's head uh, as it's filled with glass? Mm. Something that scares girls, not inherently. Yeah, she was okay with that. If, if 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 he was biting his eye, as someone who has had their eye bitten by a small child. Yeah. yeah. And I was uh, fucking nine. <laughs> that shit sucked. <laughs> that, that sounds bad. Good. Sounds really I'm, bad. Yes, it was bad, uh, but I'm okay somehow. <laughs> I don't know. That's the that's the eye, that's the eye where my vision's fucked up. But I but I think those are unrelated. Unrelated. They are genuinely unrelated. Somehow. Wait, you ever find the kid? You should uh, beat the shit out of him. I should. Um, they all right. So sunset flip into a running power bomb, almost like an awesome bomb, through a pane of glass by Danny. Because uh, I really eats shit uh, through the glass and the turnbuckles. They do a split screen, like uh, picture in picture sort of replay of this power bomb, like five times. Yes, it has <laughs> the, it's the old smart mark thing, except it's like not as fun because it's just split screen and you kind of. This is a match where things are like, you know, the motion's always happening in terms of like the props and shit. So it's sort of like, it takes the focus off of what's, 
yeah. uh, happening and like the next and this I've, and the built the next spot, even though it is cool to see this power bomb over and over because it's a kick ass <laughs> power bomb. I've never been a know? fan of the picture in picture style replay, really. Um, it's like WWE can barely do it. Yeah, yeah. It's, they it's have hard to budget. focus. Yeah, yeah. And, and their matches are laid out by like professionals. Like it's very different, but even they, like, yeah, no good, no good. Um, so they get outside. Kasai gets. Put, uh, he's, he's on the ground. He's pushed underneath the pane of glass on the floor, and his blood is streaking across the concrete. Yeah, and he got this... annihilated by that power bomb. Yeah. It was great. This was the part where my wife, like, she held a blanket over her face <laughs> and said, "Oh no, oh no." Um, and <laughs> God, this is very funny. Uh, here it, in my notes it says, uh, "Fanny does the slingshot senton." <laughs> Fanny Havoc, uh, which is uh, Fanny Havoc. Fanny Javik. Fanny Havoc sounds like uh, like a porno, but like British. Yes, right? I was going to say that is that is some absolute like like British. Oh fuck! Fish porn. It's a Sunday. Was it with the Cock Crusher girls or whatever? You know these women? Damn it! Okay, well I've exposed myself. Listen, again. listen. I've exposed myself Maybe. once again. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. They're like shitty British porn stars who like make more money on cameo saying insane shit than they do from actual like they're, you know, fucking on camera, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know that the British porn industry has been uh, destroyed over the last like five years or so, Mm. five, six years. And here's the thing. British porn is gross. It rocks. So I have. I have mixed feelings about, uh, Look, you know, the exploitation of workers, uh-huh, uh-huh. the, you know, government sanctions uh-huh, uh-huh. by people like, you know, a man who, like, would fuck, a, who literally fucked a pig in college, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, That's but right. ultimately, shouts British out, porn, shouts out to perks. Dave, shouts out to Dave, <laughs> shouts out to Dave Meltzer, yeah, to, um, to David Cameron Meltzer, hell yeah, um, yeah, all right, Dave Cameron, a W-O-N, <laughs> yes, we got there. We got there. Uh, Fanny. Uh, I fuck. I, I had a, Oh, I was just going to say it is, it is, it is hard to, uh, to, uh, jack off while somebody on screen is telling the woman to suck, suck my bollocks. God. Remem- uh, reminiscent of, you know, the, uh, skin mags from the episode, from the, uh, we Britain episodes of, uh, Arrested Development with Charlize Theron as, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. as, uh, Mr. F, Rita, yeah, Mr. and, F. and, like, the, and the, uh, cricket, bat, board, yeah, uh, yeah. bat porn, like, God. Yeah, uh, uh, Dave, Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, love, love yeah. Dave Thomas. Yeah, shouts uh, out, the, win- shouts the Wendy's out. guy. <laughs> yes, shouts out, Wendy's, can't talk about him right now. Sir, this is a, yeah, you know. Uh, Problematic. Yeah. yeah Talk no. about them, unfortunately. Spicy I love those nuggets. square burgers. I, can't I like help the square myself. burgers too. It's so good. It's so good. Um, um, spicy nuggets. They're okay. They're okay. Yeah, yeah. The baked potato. Great. I don't know. I liked it when they had the broccoli in them. Um, I so, like. They had a salad bar back in the fucking day. I, I miss mm, salad bars. God, never again. I, we'll never have them again. No, God, no. And should we? Uh, the answer is no. Probably not. But, probably, not. probably shouldn't have had them in the first place. Um, but right. you know what? I love the aesthetic of it. Yeah, it's a good look. It's a good look. I love a buffet in general. Just tasteful. Yeah. In a certain sense. Oh, nothing more tasteful than a buffet. Absolutely not. <laughs> With a lot of t- it's full of taste, and as well as other things. Uh, yeah, uh, and you know, huffing sterno. 
Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, Speaking so of flopping sternum, Fanny does the slingshot senton. It says here on my notes. Uh, all right, so he does. He, so Cassius under the glass. Danny does. Uh, he pulls back on the ropes on the inside of the ring. He does like an Eddie Guerrero style rolling senton over through the glass. Cool spot. Very cool. Kind of dangerous. You just kind of yes. hit the concrete, like Virus. You know. Uh, shouts out to people who to, p- people who people who like Virus matches. <laughs> Virus, yes, uh, man who um, we have, you know, problematic uh, to talk. I was very is afraid. It? When What's I wrong lost with Virus? My... Oh no, he hasn't done shit. I was very afraid of when I lost my account in March or whenever that I could never talk about Virus again hmm. because they were just going to start shadow ba- like block like ba- yeah. banning people and for blocking all the accounts for saying Virus. Yeah. But I'm just saying virus. virus. I'm not talking about corona. It's not the virus. It's the I'm not virus. talking about how 5G caused the coronavirus. That's right. I'm just talking about, El, you know, El Pequeno uh, Gran Damiancito. Maestro. Yeah. Yo, That's what I'm talking about. Know? Damiancito says to say. Bird boy. Yeah. I love that guy. He's God. Amazing. Have I told you about my character? We're going to. This is fine. This is. I'm not worried about the length of this. It's fine. Um, I've never. I'm not. Yeah, well, you don't have the ticking clock of the recording. Looking, that's one hundred percent true. It's an hour twenty six oh nine, an hour twenty six ten, an hour twenty six eleven. Have I have I told you about my character? It's like an old guy who's like a very neoliberal, like like you know, kind of woke dude. Um, you know, he loves his he, lo- he loves his gay son, um, his black neighbor. He's very you know good good kind of guy, right? And he takes the virus very seriously, okay? He wears his mask, he washes his hands, he wants other people to do the same, right? Um, but he doesn't realize that it's not politically correct for him to call it the Chinese virus. So he's just like, you know, it's <laughs> he's like, <clears throat> it's tough, you know, you wear the mask, so you got to do it. We got to look out for each other. And you know, I wish that the, you know, I, I wish my, my grandkids could go back to school but it's probably better that they don't. They should probably keep it closed. You know, it's tough. It's tough. This virus, this goddamn Chinese virus. <laughs> That's a character I'm still, I'm still working on it, but it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like, it's like when they give a cheese, it's certificate of origin in France to him, you know, like that's, it's just that, that tells you that cheese is from France, like that region of France. Yeah. And this tells you that that virus is from that country. That's a, a guy fucked a bat or something. I don't know. <laughs> so stupid. This fucking world is uh, cool. Um, all right. World's so, dumb as hell. It's great. It rocks. Uh, speaking of that, uh, speaking of how cool everything is and how cool people are, um, there's a there's a spot in here where he... Uh, all right. So Jinkasai takes his pants off. Uh, which I explained to my wife, this is common practice for Jin Kasai. Reveals his thong, hits an angel's wings into the sea of glass, sells his own ass, and the commentator says, gee, I hope this doesn't turn into a blood and semen match. Um, And my wife was, even my wife, who is not familiar with the practices of of many deathmatch types, uh, she said, what what does that even mean? Yes, that is extremely. <laughs> what does that even mean? She that she asked, mean. "Is he is he going to come in his pants?" And then I I quickly explained to my wife that actually, uh, coming in your pants is very common for the Japanese. <laughs> Thoughts on that? Anyways, he slams jet uh, lag. Da- <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Uh, I've got a, I've got notes on. <clears throat> 
that. Do you have, do you have Shredate thoughts? I have something. I'll tell you about it when I get to it in the notes. All right. Um, slams Danny down. Uh, does a Benoit. Does yeah. Just hopefully people don't pay attention to what you just said. Uh, does a Benoit snot rocket. Pulls his thong way up his ass and gets the goggles out. Does the Pearl Harbor salute to the brave young and men who sacrificed it all on December 7th, 1941. Hits all the, the greats, Timothy McVeigh, Chris Dorner. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 for real. Uh, yeah, for Reinhard sure. Reinhard Heydrich. The guy in Dallas who they, the cops had to send a robot in to kill him or something. <laughs> Remember that? Jesus Shit rocked. Christ. That guy fucking ruled. Um, yeah, does a, he does a... He does another body body slam and snot rocket. Clearly a fan of the dearly departed uh, Chris Benoit. Does uh, it from the other nostril, I believe. Got to clear them both. You got to do them both. Uh, he sets up chairs at the head and feet of Danny. Drapes a paint over him, but Danny gets up and climbs up with him. They end up because uh, I ends up standing back on the mat, and Danny does a twisting tumbleweed, like whisper in the wind sort of thing, off the top, driving him through the glass. The glass looks great, crisp as hell. Perfect landing. Glass breaks beautifully. Like, as clean of a spot as you can get one of these matches. Um, now, I'm going to ask you, do you feel like Jin Kasai took his pants off a little early in this match? Maybe. At first, I wondered if it was like he got... Now, now I've been thinking a lot about... Okay, so... Do you want to talk about the state of Nick Gage's shorts? Yeah, oh, God. I feel like it's rude to bring it up. If I'm being honest, I don't I've know. seen them in person. I feel like Brett Lauderdale could afford to get him new shorts if he wanted. I think that's sort of the point, though. I think he wants to. I think he. I think he like that's an aesthetic choice for him, and he's like, "Yes, well, I'll just wear them until they are they cannot be worn anymore." And some might argue that yes, we've already reached the stage where Nick Gage's shorts are unwearable, but I think that's nice. I think he should. I don't know. I I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of into it, and it reminds me, you know. When we were backyarders, we would constantly have, like, ripped-up pants, and we would wear those to wrestle in. And this is just, like, the most extreme form of that, where you've got the blood of probably 50 different men on your pants. <laughs> 49. 49 and, and Alley woman. Cat. And Alley, Alley Cat. Cat. Yeah, yeah, recognize the ace. Hell yeah. Uh, my wife. My other wife. Oh, Emily dyed her hair pink. She looks just like Alley Cat now. Really? Yeah. I haven't uh, gotten to... Uh, consummate that yet since she was like just a couple days ago but it's gonna happen have you told her about alley cat oh she knows about alley cat okay what the fuck did she watch out okay what are your thoughts on alley cat versus your versus drew cordero yes let's just talk about this for a minute or two she she did not see that match Um, i didn't think she had seen that but what were your thoughts on it i thought it rocked i don't know i I love drew i love drew cordero (laughs) he's he's dumb um like he's He's made some extremely odd choices with his uh, promoting of, of professional wrestling, um, but no, Drew is Drew is the Drew's the fucking man, and he is like the dream of every backyard promoter to to turn it into something else. So good for good for him, and I don't know. He's, he, re- he he's wrestling the alley cat in twenty twenty. I mean, good for him, man. Yeah, yeah, he got to uh, feel on her booty, and that's fucking cool. Um, I'm sure he didn't do anything. I'm sure. I'm sure Drew Cordero has never done anything bad in his entire life. Uh, shouts out though. I do. I used to talk to him on the internet, and that's that's my boy uh, forever. And he he looked all right in that match. He looked fat as hell. He looked obviously. fat, but like, you know. But he was playing it up. I think if that's singlet. Absolutely, so, you know. absolutely. He knows. He's he, the, the guy who has always had a sense of humor about himself. Um, love him. Love him to death. Match was cool. Um, what? All right. 
I actually, yeah. So I said that. I said that I thought because I took his pants off a little early, but Emily disagreed. Yeah, and I brought that up in the sense of I wonder if he got glass in his at in like the pocket in like his pants and was like, eh. "Fuck this, fuck us now." No. I don't need this. I don't know. Maybe yeah. just wondering. Just yeah. wondering. Just asking questions, if you will. Sure. But no, I don't. I will. Uh, but it did seem like maybe he had taken his pants off a little early. Yeah. Yeah. I asked Emily, and she she disagreed. She said, "I think it. I like it. I think it's nice." So that's. I think that's a good take. Um, so we get the barbed wire wrapped glass pane that gets broken by like I have, I guess a Kryptonite Crunch or DVD, Order Twenty Four. Off the I top. think it's a DV- yeah. I think it's a DVD. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the cleanest. Kasai uh, kicks at one. Uh, Danny picks him up for a backdrop driver, which gets two, and then finally hits the DVD, uh, the general order twenty four for three. Uh, Danny gets put put over by his hero. You know, the first move gets you one. The next move gets you two. Then it's, it's King's Road, baby. We got King's, King's Road. King's Road in Philly. Um, yeah. You know, great Kojika instilled that in, uh, John Kasai and God right. damn it, he's going to live it out. That's right. That's right. He learned it from all the greats, uh, uh, Satoru Asako and <laughs> is that the guy's name? You mean Sambo Asako? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of obscure all Japan guys from the nineties. Well, Satoru Asako was, in, yes, does count, but he wasn't, okay. I thought we meant like trainers and shit. Oh, no, no. I was, we're just going to shout out Krisu and shit then. Yeah, yeah. But, no. you know, we're thinking on two different wavelengts, but, you know, shout King's Road, him. it's all one path. All of, all of the, all of the kings on that road. Johnny Ace, uh, Richard Slinger. Who was that guy that you liked? Who was Brian Diet. Sure. If that's what, if that's, uh, sure. I believe you. <laughs> Never heard Johnny of him. Johnny Smith. Yeah, yeah. All those guys. Kabbalah too. <laughs> the Masters of King's Road. <laughs> Skull Von Crush. Patriot and Eagle. Love these guys. The Lacrosse. The Lacrosse. <laughs> Damn. All Japan fucking ruled. All Japan kicks ass. Yeah. Um, and then after the match, we listened to Black Flanders and some Ennio Morricone, and we smoked weed, is what my notes say. I don't actually remember. Um, R.I.P. Ennio Morricone. As well, yes. I will, I'll play some Minio Morricone in the break. I'll play harmonica. Um, w- thoughts on Ennio Morricone? He was good. Oh, come on. I don't know. I mean, did you see the fucking... You, you've seen the post that goes around every so often uh, where it's uh, Donald Fagan interviewing Morricone about his music. <laughs> no. And it's like... And it's like he talks about how, like, Morricone Don- was, like, inventing a, po- a postmodernist style... And Marconi just goes like in, in like shrugs. Like obviously Marconi is riffing because he's just like, and they're both riffing, but people take it very seriously at the same time, and it's like fuck off. Fagan's yeah. like I don't know what's the, the Walter Becker is that the other guy? Yeah. Yeah, they're the Steely, Steely Dan guys are. I'm not a huge Steely Dan fan. I think they're like kind of up their own asses a little bit so that, that doesn't i think it's me. understandable to think that yeah. i mean it was up but it was also like riffing on like bad journalism at the same time which is also up your ah, ass. they were doing pitchfork gotcha um yeah more coney is like your bad like your bad version like the worst uh like rolling stones writers like that was i think his idea of like you know just fuck it i'm just gonna just do like i'm gonna say have to take half sincere i'm gonna take a point that is kind of sincere and then i'm just gonna blow it into like something really stupid because sure. Ennio doesn't give a fuck anyway. Yeah, he, he, he's in on the joke. English isn't even his first language. Um, but yeah, we listened to Black Flanders and some Once Upon a Time in the West, and we smoked some weed, um, and then we watched Danny Havoc versus Drew Gulak, and I 
you're going to have to lead the charge in this one. Uh, but first, let's take a little break because I got to go take a take a big old a big old pee pee. Yes, a, a whiz. A, I'm gonna take a whiz. Isn't that you know our, our custom? Of course, the yeah. mid, the mid the mid show break. Yeah, and, and, yes. and then we'll come back and we'll do banter. I'm going to ask you uh, how things have been. What do you say? I, I'd like to do that. All right, cool. swimming in that fucking kiddie pool we so we yeah like we popped the bottom because it's like three three separate places where you fill the air up yeah um and we we split at the seam like oh uh, yeah like a fucking air mattress or something. yeah yeah exactly um and it was from I, it had to be for me like we've got this like floaty unicorn thing <laughs> and it's not like an inflatable it's like this like new technology that is like a mesh sort of material on the outside, and then it's filled with little uh, like foam pellets, I guess, yeah. that float. Um, and it's great. It's great. It's like cushy, and it doesn't pop. Obviously, I mean, it also it will also burst at some point. The seams will rip out of it. Uh, but I've been I've been like using that, and I'll just like run into a big like flying elbow drop, like into like a like a two and a half foot pool. But I can do it. I can do it because I land in this unicorn thing. Although I did fuck my back up doing like a, a flip. I was like trying to do like a high speed like running front flip, and and I like overshot it, and I just slammed my fucking tailbone on the ground. Um, but you know, I was fine after a couple of days. I can still take bumps, is what it what what it's taught me. Absolutely, can still do that. Um, I would love. I I was telling I was telling Emily. Um, I would love to work one of these matches. <laughs> I want to work one one match, like, ever, from here until I die, and I want it to be a 200 light tubes match. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, isn't that the dream? It seems know? so yeah, much after, fun. After all, didn't they say that it couldn't be done? Right, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, alright, well, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. We can fade in somewhere there. Um, Ennio Morricone. Once Upon a Time in the West is like one of the best movies ever, 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 ever. I love. As far as like a revenge story, do you have what? What else is up there for revenge stories? 
with with uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Hmm. Traders oh, Hardcore is good. Traders Hardcore. I was gonna go. You know, I was gonna be uh, fucking basic and say Old Boy. Old Boy. Oh, John Wick. Oh, John Wick. Obviously. John Wick. Uh, there's some real fucking classics. It's a uh, it's a good way to. It's a good thing to 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 make a movie about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love Once Upon a Time in the West. I love Henry Fonda in it. Um, just fantastic, fantastic. Um, you've been you've been watching anything cool? You've been digging into I have, anything? I have uh, watched some movies. Yeah? Unfortunately. Um, not, not to say that it's unfortunate I watched the movies. It's just that I watched a lot of fucking movies, and I feel like it might be breaking my mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's the best thing I've seen recently yeah, um, yeah i couldn't tell you off the top of my head i don't think it, that i hadn't seen i will say because like like i watched fucking uh the master a few days ago oh yeah I, I like the master a lot actually no i hadn't seen the master i'm an idiot uh yeah master's the best thing i hadn't seen before uh that sure. i it's yeah like i'm looking scrolling down the old letterboxd uh i saw the wicker man the original wicker man like three fucking weeks ago now Two weeks ago, but, but, you know, like, for the first time ever, that's great. Yeah, you know? it's been a while. It's been a while since I saw that. Yeah, and then you're, like, and then it's, like, a lot of, like, twos and shit. I Oh, man, you gave you gave Locke a one and a half. You didn't like Locke, I huh? I thought with Locke. I just maybe wasn't in the mood for it, unfortunately. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was really inventive use of Locke is the, uh, for anybody not aware, Locke is a movie where Tom Hardy drives in a BMW for an hour and a half, and he talks to people on a Bluetooth, uh, like, hands-free cell phone um and it is a one-man performance that i think is really good and i also i like tom hardy in it. i don't know yeah. if you're tom hardy killing him softly finally got to see after sure fucking... andrew killing dominic him softly is, yes i love andrew dominic uh and it i mean kill him softly is kind of an absurd movie but it's like self-conscious of that it's supposed to be. i don't remember it's... feeling too high on it but i haven't seen it since it came out i mean people just being like it's not subtle and you're like yeah being subtle sucks it's about like an unsubtle thing. The sure. point is, it's not supposed like Ben Mendelsohn sh- uh, like shooting up heroin while hero- by- while heroin by the Velvet Underground plays is absurd. <laughs> That's the whole thing. It's supposed to be a fucking mirror. That's very like, funny. It's supposed to be like like there's all the like the um, like them talking about like the economy and the because like the premise course is that they uh, rob the that casino uh, a, a poker game uh, yeah. gets robbed and it ruins the uh, local economy. Uh, for criminals in Boston, and it's just like, and all of this happens while the 2008 financial crisis is happening, and there are like all these updates from uh, the news that shit, and you're like, yeah, that is just not subtle at all, but that kicks ass. Fuck yeah, it. I don't. Subtlety is bullshit. I don't. Andrew Dominic is not a subtle man. I love the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Ford. That, you, you know who the fucking narrator of that is? A guy who narrates a bunch of History Channel shit. Is it? I was gonna point. say. Yeah, I can it's hear his point voice. That, and you're like, that's supposed to be the. It's supposed to be the blending of myth and history. Sure. And re- myth and reality, I should say. And like what, like, you know, and like the sort of the Roger Deakins, uh, fucking photography style of using like photo- uh, photographs and fucking like Days of Heaven as a reference mm. point. That's supposed to be how like, it's just not. It's just you know. Where does truth? What 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 does truth really mean? And and the legend. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, that goes no, back that's to good. I that. Liberty Valance. I am uh, com- I am cautiously optimistic about his uh, 
Marilyn Monroe movie with uh, Anna de Armas as Marilyn Monroe and wow, Bobby Cannavale as Joe DiMaggio. And this is the really great one. It's that... Arf Miller, Adrian Brody. And you're like, that's not subtle. That's so awesome. No, that's so good. Fuck that, knows. That's, that's great, good. though. Well, I love both those guys. I, I don't, Anna de Armas with blonde hair I can't even picture, but I, I like I her a lot. I like Knives I like, Out. I, I, I haven't seen Knives Out. I saw, Blade I have Runner. Seen, I've seen I'm saying that either. I've seen uh, Knock Knock, which I thought was really fucking. Oh good. yeah, of course. Yeah, Eli Roth. Yeah, I like that movie too. Um, I've so kind of like, I don't I don't know her well enough. I don't know her. Um, Mariah. <laughs> but what My I'm favorite. saying is, I have like, you seen Glitter? Like, no. <laughs> it's okay. Let's not, let's not, go, let's not, not talk about cameo, not essential. Oh, <laughs> uh, she she played someone named Glitter. <laughs> Remember when Ben Affleck played a guy named Geely? No, no. <laughs> I, I have not seen the film Geely, so he could play a character named Geely, and I wouldn't know if you're fucking with me or not. One of the uh, ideas for uh, you know the the, the uh, mythology. Speaking of mythology, you know the the uh, mythical patron of we were just talking about movies was uh, me was us going through the list of everything that has gotten an F from uh, Cinema Score Cinema and score. just being like. Wow, was this actually good? Because I like think, because lot like not unlike death matches, you want to go for movies that make people feel weird and uncomfortable and make them question themselves and yeah. shit. And then there's some good ones, and then there's also Geely. Yeah, and which like disaster. I, movie. I guess I and get it. Like, yeah, that shit's not gonna be good. That's yeah. just gonna be, that that won't actually be fun. We're just gonna be like. It's I wonder how Geely is. I wonder. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Justin Bartha playing a yeah. really challenge kid or whatever. Um, oh so, yeah, I've seen. I've, so I, great, I've seen actually. that clip. I've seen a clip of him. Oh, uh, somebody, God, somebody linked shit. that as like a YouTube that it was just like you got to watch this. This is fucking crazy. Um, all right. So according to your Letterboxd diary, I don't know if you just logged all these on the ninth or if you watched five movies on July 9th. I almost certainly watched five movies on July 9th, Yes. Two Abel Ferraras, Miss Forty Five, and the Driller Killer. Miss Driller Five kicks ass. Yeah, it, I've never seen Driller, Driller Killer. Killer. I have. Okay, so have you seen? I want you to go take a look on YouTube. I, I mean, I was meaning to bring this up to you. Go okay. take a look at like on YouTube, uh, and look at Abel Ferrara, the lead, of course, lead, the director uh, of it, and tell me who you think he looks like. Okay. Like an Italian version of someone we know quite a bit. Is there a clip but, on YouTube I should look at, or should I just go to Google Images, or what? Just go to Google Images, or like okay. maybe there's a YouTube trailer or something. I don't, Drill, wow, Drillica has a 5.1 on IMDb. It's fine. Uh, Vince Gallo? No. What I'm saying is that, I, that Abel Ferrara, young Abel Ferrara, and I consulted this with one, a top Abel Ferrara fan. Freddie Mercury? Uh, my of? roommate, of course. He looks like our friend of the, the Rotten Arrow Memory Podcast. Oh, it's like Connor. Connor. Fox, he does he look like Connor. Like Connor and, it's oh, fucking, yeah. and it was fucking me up. And I, Interesting. I, Connor, please Shuts never out. kill anyone with, 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 with power drill. drill. Also, I don't think that would be good. The things that Vincent Gallo has done, don't do those things either. No. Wow, interesting. Yeah, shouts out. April Ferrara, Vince Gallo, Connor from the Rotten Air Memory Podcast. And I said somebody else, right? But for, I said Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Which I'm sure, I'm sure Connor's probably gotten Freddie Mercury because it's one of the most famous people to have ever lived. And they have the same hair. Um, yeah, I, so Driller Killer, not great. It was great. Miss 45, that is a revenge movie. Yes, it actually, is. I like, that I, is fantastic. I like Miss 45 a lot. You know, I watched uh, I watched fucking the original Sabrina yesterday. That doesn't have anything to do with the kind of things we talk about. It's yeah, just a great Hepburn. movie. I like fucking, Billy Wilder shit a yeah, lot. Yeah, Billy Wilder fucking rules. Yeah. Um, 
Hot take. I know. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, back when back when it was controversial for a man to kiss a man. <laughs> I, I was thinking about rewatching uh, uh, Some Like It Hot recently, but I, oh, hell yeah. I didn't get around to it. Um, all right, well, I got a, I got a list of a few things. Um, we watched The Five Bloods, Kicks Ass. Uh, I've got it in, in my uh, my Netflix, which you know, shouts out. Which to is all, you, which is also friend. my Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Shouts out to you. Yeah, um, I'm trying. I got fucked up by them taking a couple of things off because I'm not used to the schedule of like them taking things sucks. off. So like, Hell or High Water got taken off, and I was like, oh, "Fuck!" I was gonna watch that shit. Yeah, it's pretty and good. And I just say, I said, "Yeah, it's a pretty good flick. I like it a lot." And then there's some other things, and I'm like, well, the I, so I have to be conscious. So that's why, I, like, I got through lock, and maybe I was like, ah, oh, this is this is not. I'm not feeling this at all. But yeah. I had to get through, make sure that I. Then there's some other shit. Like, I don't know if I'm actually going to make it through a most violent year or whatever, but I'll try. I never watched that. I it it looked too. But it goes off for on me. It looked what? Too classy for me. Yeah, it was like a little it, slow think, and boring. I think it goes off on like the 16th or something that I saw. I'll probably end up watching that. I, I have uh, it on my, I have it on my Plex. I've had it since it was Oscar, you know, an Oscar nominee. I just never watched it. It's been four years now. Yeah. Uh, just, let's see here. I got, we watched do the right thing the next night. Emily had never seen it. It's one of the 10 best movies ever made. Obviously. Um, I watched bringing up baby for the first time. Uh, fucking hilarious hilarious movie hell of a film hell of a film um yeah i've showed my daughter that like I, I got home and i like i was finishing it and she watched the scene at the end where she's like climbing up the fucking uh what is it like a brontosaurus fossil or whatever and yeah. the whole thing falls and my daughter's really into fossils and she thought that was really funny um and she keeps asking to rewatch the scene at the end of <laughs> she doesn't even know can we watch the one where the where the dinosaur falls she says um I showed her and Jack Godzilla um, from 54, the original. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, what, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, Ishiro oh. Honda. Uh, yeah. The, the production company is Toho, I believe. Um, yeah. I had never seen it, apparently. I, I assumed I had, but I, watching it, I had no familiarity with it. Um, but she, my daughter loves that, and we've been pretending to be Godzilla around the house a lot lately. Um, I watched Eating Raul, uh, 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 Paul Bartle, the guy who directed Death Race 2000, and he's also the star of this, him and, uh, uh, an Andy Warhol girl, Mary Warrenov, I believe. Man, uh, Mary Warrenov, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, fucking great, like, extremely funny, extremely dark comedy about a family, or a family, a, a, a married couple who, um, she starts like turning tricks sort of like she lures guys into uh, their house and then he kills them and they steal their money and they give the body to this guy who takes them, takes the body to be like repurposed into dog food, um, which is a capsule of what happens in the film eating Raul. Have you ever seen it? I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm familiar with it. It's on the criterion channel, which as far as I'm aware, you, you now have access to <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. We watched. I watched the Sweet Smell of Success first time. Hell Class- of a fucking movie. Classic. Yes. Burt Lancaster. I finally watched The Long Goodbye. Uh, Altman. Elliot Gould. I'd never seen it. I've been saving it all these years. And I watched it on the perfect night. It was the the night before Father's Day. Emily said I can watch whatever I want. And I was like, let's watch the fucking Long Goodbye. And um, from the you've seen the Long Goodbye. 
Yeah. From the early moments when he's just like hanging out with his cat <laughs> before any of the mystery begins and he's just like going to the store and he's like, wait, do you have this brand of cat food? And the guy's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> and he buys some other fucking cat food. He comes into his, he comes into his house and he finds an empty can cause he knows his cat is not going to be down with this. So he goes and he finds an empty can from the trash. He takes the wrapping off of the can he's bought and puts the, the other, like the the, <laughs> the the box art, like the the cover, of the the wrapping of the other the label, the label of the other uh, can of cat food, and puts it on the one that he bought, while he like has his cat trapped outside. Then he lets the cat in, uh, and like here you go, I got the cat food you like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this fucking rocks. <laughs> this is the best I've ever seen. Um, and I also watched Pollyanna, which you ever see Pollyanna? I haven't. No. It's it's really cool if you're like a 10 year old girl. So, um, also just, it's, it rocks. Um, also once upon a time in America, I watched it sucks ass. We have, uh, yes. Um, we have a lot of thoughts. Uh, we had a lot of thoughts on that movie, but mostly they were just, it sucks ass. Yeah. Um, Morricone score is good. There's that. Yeah, I, was oh, I, I watched him up one more. Context. It's been a month. So I, I got a lot of stuff. One, one more, uh, S Craig Zoller's, Dragged Across Concrete with Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. Have you seen this? I have not seen it. I haven't seen any of the Zollers. Oh, I mean, I, I need to watch Birds I know they're controversial, but I don't really care about that. I care about whether or not they're interesting or good. It is wild. It is absolutely I, you know, I gave controversial. I four and a half stars. I don't fucking <laughs> give a shit about problems. You should, watch, you should watch Dragged Across, Across Concrete. It is... Uh, I could see how people would be offended by it, and I certainly was at times, but I think that's partially the point. Um, it's great. It's horrifying and disgusting and extremely good. And Mel Gibson, uh, in 2018, gives a fantastic performance. So your mileage may vary on how much you can tolerate Mel Gibson. I understand if you can't, but he's very good in it. Um, Great stuff. Great stuff. I also got really tan. That's my other update. <laughs> you should... I have not. I'm I... <laughs> fucking pale as ever. Jesus. I've been I've been uh, out there. I, I, I mowed the lawn with no shirt on the other day. It fucking it was it was so good. It felt like I felt like a real king. You know. I mean, I don't I don't like look good or whatever, but I I felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really fucking good. Um, we've been out there swimming in the little kiddie pool and. I don't know. Uh, this some woman at, at work, some woman at work, um, some broad, she, some dumb. <laughs> I got really close, got really close to saying it. Yeah, no, this dumb bitch. She said, "You've <laughs> you've been out there on the weekends golfing," and I said, "I've been asked a lot of things, a lot of strange things. Nobody's ever asked me if I was golfing." <laughs> You have the body of a golfer. No oh, offense. Oh, fuck off. I don't mean that like I've, a pro I, I, golfer. Fuck you. I have a body of a fucking football player, goddammit. No. Have you seen the dude who got all jacked and shit so he could hit the ball extremely hard so he could literally do the Happy Gilmore? <laughs> you could do that. You could pull that off. Oh. Except the hair. They wouldn't let you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. But you uh, could pull that off, okay? Mm. You know, I, I know. I'm not, I'm not here to squish your, like... <laughs> Le- like not uh, like less horrific looking version of Clay Matthews thing, but <laughs> okay, I'll accept that. 
I, I mean, hey, I'm a fucking elf, so who yeah. am I to say anything? No, I, I, I'm less of an elf than Grimes. That's all that matters in my life. Yeah. I. You know what, though? I hope that you can replace her, because I think you would really uh, let I've been Alon, thinking about it for years now. I think you would help him. I think you would help Alon be, like, learn, like, what the fuck is up, right? And also, he I might, he might shoot that. you into space, which would be fucking sick. He. Give me his, give me your emeralds, Elon. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. That's a, the great. I, that's I won't the most ask where they came from. Time, I won't ask where they came from. No, no. I mean, because I know. Yeah. It doesn't matter <laughs> at this point. I'll just, I'll give him back. I don't give a shit, maybe, but you know, I'll give him back. Yeah, he rules for a price. Elon Musk rules. Uh, this is two of us. You, you saw the Kanye felt... and Elon, right? Yeah, yeah. Kanye, he's uh, he's full of shit. You know what the he weirdest was not thing? Really, he was not faking out Trump. That's a lie. Of course. Um, the, the, the weirdest thing was I, I read that the, the Kanye post or the post about Kanye that was like Wakanda and the birthday party and all that shit. Everybody knows by now, obviously. Um, I read that and I was like, oh, it's pretty funny. Like this is, and I like sent it to my wife and was like, look, this, this is like, this is exactly what you would have expected, right? And then I was at work the next day and like the morning uh like like 105.7 the x morning show um you know modern rock morning like not even zoo crew just like very muted and boring morning dj guy um telling like reading this post out to his female producer and female producers on like mainstream radio are still the same like oh you guys are so crazy i can't believe you said that oh boys will be boy you know like just like still but you still like the eighth most famous person in peoria (laughs) yeah right right uh they they he read this whole thing out to her and she was just like giggling and laughing and i was like man like I can't think of a more like mainstream thing in the world than talking about this or like even reading it to myself <laughs> that I should be ashamed for like even acknowledging any of this happening. Um, but yeah, Kanye sucks and uh, I can't wait for his next four track album that sucks ass. If you're, if you've read that post, read my post uh, that uh, of uh, 335, uh, thousand uh faves on twitter right what kind of the fuck buys a mountain yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's it was i i have gotten i still got a lot i haven't gotten one in a while but people being like who are you to say that yeah it's like i would say that about any asshole anyone who's getting a post made about that's the thing is that someone made a post saying what a flex and i'm like no fuck that that's like it's a mountain. I'm going to buy the earth. Shit? Like, no, no. Uh, the, 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 the Kanye dick riders and like the Elon Musk Bitcoin bros, they're the same people and they post exactly the same. And they're all just, I don't know. There's, that's like a brand of young man that has uh, so far away from how I consider even the most basic and like simple humans to act. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it blows my mind that those people even found Twitter yeah, why would they ever want to leave Reddit, you know? Yeah, yeah. But even then, like, they, it's like they're it, they're not as funny as, like, Rise and Grind Twitter, which is just so insane. Like, the like the would you rather have $10 million or a book? And it's like, of course I would rather read the book. <laughs> I have a book because the book gives you knowledge. And you're like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> you, know what, you know what $10 million gives you? 
lots of money yeah. to buy books. And, and ability book to feed in. yourself, yeah. No, fuck I... I'm gonna eat this damn book to feed myself. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the concept... But they're, of... like, not... They're just, like... They're, like, the unironic Rick and Morty fans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, people are just, yeah, like, real... Guys. Just, like, these real weak, like... Like real limp dick motherfuckers. For yeah. lack of a way you know the it. you know the thing is they probably got real hard dicks and it's it's just it just doesn't it's wasted. It's just like <laughs> that's like the that's the thing. It's like these people are like probably like healthy young men, virile one might even say, and and they just they spend their time doing the doing the wrong things and and thinking about the wrong things. And what, what, think about the wrong things. That's right. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. To quote a lyric from Kanye's song. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I've been working this grave ship. I, I, I ain't made shit. Wish I could find me a spaceship. And that's how it goes. And that's why he's friends with Elon Musk. <laughs> um, all right. I got tan. That's the... Yeah. It comes down to it. My shit. I look, I look like a goddamn Cheeto. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You look like our president. I look like the freaking Cheeto, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I love it. Uh, for the record, the Goya thing. That's a stunt. That's bullshit. That's fake. They don't mm. believe any of that. They don't, I mean, they believe it. They all support Trump. But the whole thing of it is to try and get white people to buy the products. Now, here's the thing. Am I still going to go buy Goya Chicharrones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Nobody fucking makes, che- like, nobody makes fucking pork rinds that are that good. Like, yeah. fuck. I'm, fu- like, I'm screwed. Uh, I don't know what else they like. I mean, I'm gonna just you know, Goya are a semi-evil company, but they make good products. Sure. You think Danny Havoc would be happy with this episode? Uh, maybe. <laughs> we haven't got. We haven't finished it yet. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. Uh, part two coming but, next you week. Know, yes, Danny. Dan, I mean, I, I feel like the riffing that we do is not. It's not inspired by any stretch of the imagination. We just riff the same way that Danny Havoc would riff. Yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, yeah. So that is the thing. Yeah. That is part of why he 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 feels like a kindred spirit for obvious reasons. Absolutely. So, and Absolutely. Like you know, we can talk about like like the liner notes that were posted and all of like his weird, just this weird funny guy who's just I don't know. It's easy. Yeah. Like I don't know. On like doing the end of episode thing will be like weird. So you know, because that's like a, an end of era thing in itself. That the yeah. uh, his retirement match against Alex Cullen. Spoilers. But you know, but it's like this guy. This guy fucking got it. Yeah. No, that 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 post of uh, Ricky Shane Page shared some some of the these like ripped out notebook pages that were just like uh, Danny Havoc making these like crazy elaborate sketches of different props he wanted to build for matches, and it comes up later on. It comes up in the last one where one of the commentators says like the seventy five matches we've seen, the seventy five death matches we've seen in this building. All of them were uh, arranged and 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 like created the 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 things here and this you know the 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 weapons of fucking crazy creativity were all the implements of destruction. Yes, they were all his work, at least conceptually, if not him literally taping the tubes to the other tubes to the other thing. You know, um, he was a extremely creative guy. Um, this match, this next one, doesn't have any of that stuff, but it is probably maybe on, like, if you break it down in, in Striga mode, 
if you really uh, try to analyze a match as like a, a scientific sort yeah, of. If you want to open your third eye, and I don't mean your butthole, I mean yeah. you know, get into the get into the fucking mind. Yeah, of, what's of the, the, of the match? The itself. algorithm of a good match, right? I think they like hit it here. It's Danny Havoc versus Drew Gulak, May twelfth, two thousand twelve. Um, no, no rope. No. Barbed no wire. rope wire match. Fucking hell. We, we didn't time that, right? It sounded good to me, actually. That it's, sounded here's fine. The thing. Maybe you, you it out. You might have a little lag. Maybe. You, it might have sounded... Because to me, it sounded perfect. And we'll it sounded... The, okay, then. We'll let the listeners decide. Yes. Um, we are at... It's CZW Proofing Grounds. Real generic name. Doesn't matter. At the Parkwood Youth Center in northeast philadelphia this is the fucking suburbs get this shit out of here yeah what, what it's is north this of like the uh, what'd you say what is this building i don't I, how long it's were they here a, i think just a couple of shows in between um like when they would get residency for good later in the year at uh at the floor the floor uh, skate zone the the Nymphoyer skate zone floor skate zone and in Voorhees, new jersey and Voorhees. then <laughs> And then obviously, like like after the uh, arena went and was closed to, for renovations, and then they have not been back uh, except once. The twentieth anniversary period. show they did there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now speaking of uh, now, this is in north, uh, far n- northeast, like the absolute edge of the city, where it is just suburbs. It's and like this sure. is north of where the fucking Chicago Wrestle Factory is, which is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Might as well be Canada. Like, it's fucking desolate as hell. I don't know where this is exactly. I haven't been, but like the, the Wrestle Factory is like one of the most desolate places I've ever seen. You've talked about it fun. on here before, yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean it's like next. I've talked about whole. You know, have you heard? You know of the what? Holmes- I'm just gonna throw it out there. Maybe Quackenbush put it out there so he could get up to some things out there. You know, what I'm I always just figured at minimum he put it there because it, he just didn't want to be near black people. Right, right, right. But I mean, also. That's- that's also a thing. <laughs> um, but I figure, like, but like you know, I've ever. Are you familiar with Holmesburg Prison experiments? No. Okay, so there is a lot of like dermatological, for lack of a better way of putting it, experiments conducted on these prisoners um, in Holmesburg State Penitentiary. <laughs> what? I'm just like men behind the sun. More or less, like that's just creepy <laughs> shit. Or they were like, I mean, I don't like, I don't think that many people died, but it wasn't good, and that's like. I walked past that. It's it, that building is is grim. What's it uh, called? A uh, Holmesburg prison. All right, Holmesburg I'm not gonna look at this now, but I'm gonna type it into Wikipedia and I'm gonna Holmesburg prison. There we go. All right, I'm gonna check that out later. Actually, I should probably stay on Danny Havoc's Wikipedia for research. I'm gonna duplicate this tag tab. I'm gonna hit back, and now I have uh, two Google Docs. Twitter feed, letterboxed, and a Danny Havoc Wikipedia page, and the Holmesburg Prison Wikipedia page. That's efficient. Also, the Driller Killer uh, uh, Google Images. Yes, yes. Shouts out. Imagine, uh, you know, they're they're looking at what I'm doing. Obviously, oh. the the CIA at all times, right? Because I'm in Antifa, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I am the Driller Killer. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. That was not a good Scottish accent. <laughs> My my Connor is not very good. I I ultimately Hello. I feel like I've said this to you before that I kind of I, I have a, I feel like he and I sound alike except that he has a Russian accent yeah. on top of my yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, 
Uh, come to my week. Yeah, I can't. I, I sound like like uh, like I'm from like the north of Spain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I just do the giant baba. No. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> oh no. Uh, we we, uh, we do Nicole, love this guy. Uh, not enemy of the podcast, but not friend. Uh, Alan Forel. Uh, we've been riffing on this from uh, the, his appearance on High Speed podcast with uh, at Oyster Earrings Luke, uh, where he calls out. Uh, he was Alan on Forel. that show. Connor was. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were saying yeah, they brought Alan Forel on no, this no, show. No, he was riffing. He was talking <laughs> about Alan Forel because Alan Forel uh, dissed. Um, the uh, heel de Cano lupus versus uh, Dragon Bane matches that were being run okay. in Noah like last year. Okay, sure. And Connor just goes off on him like, "You watch dr- fucking Dragon Gate, you piece of shit." Yeah, and I, that was alright. I'm yeah. still laughing at that. Dragon. <laughs> Dragon Gate. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. He'd be okay with this riffing on his act. I hope so. I, 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 don't, I don't think Connor actually listens to the show anymore. So unless somebody tells him. Connor's a Connor's a dear friend, so it's yeah, okay. He's a, he's our boy. This is not insulting. Yeah, love that. Ralph guy. is good too. All right, let's see here. Uh, all right, so Drew Gulak has never worked a death match. He gets his robe stuck in the wire. Oh fuck! I got another one. All right, I got another aside. All right, this I saw the Shodate DM. Yes. Uh, and it was he mentioned. Hmm, what did he say? He said it, it. He mentioned that it was his Remembrance Day. Huh. Which I assume means birthday. Um, and he asked for us to for for me to like post something and oh, say. Oh, I didn't see this. No. Yeah, this. I've been on the account. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. This was d- to me directly. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah, um, I didn't receive it, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and my wife is like, "What the fuck?" And, <laughs> and I said, "Well, you see, Shidate is this European guy we know who is cosplaying as a Japanese guy, and only me and Siobhan know his actual identity." Anyways, then he says something about how he's been canceled, and I say, you know, hey, bro, no sweat. I'll shout you out on the podcast. So, Shidate, shout out. Shitaro Date, uh, we, Hideki we, Ryuzaki. We, we think we know who you are. <laughs> yeah. He's a man of many names, a man of many faces, by which I mean zero. We've never seen his face. Yeah. I don't want to see his face. I believe. I bet he's should- beautiful. Um, we also stopped at some point to watch. We we just went all the way in and watched. He looks the, like Fabio. That's right. He's European. We watched the final duel from Once Upon a Time in the West. At some point, I have written down. I don't remember doing that, but apparently we did that. Um, okay, so now story here of this match. Trigulak is leading the uh, coalition the for a better combat zone. For co- a better combat zone, um, you know, he's doing Maga. his anti, like you know, he, a classic true Gulak gimmick because he also ended up doing in WWE a anti, like what this promotion or brand is supposed to be about. And he's like, we, I want he refused to jump off the gone. top rope in in the in two hundred five. Yes, exactly. Uh, he had the no fly institute, uh, zone instituted. Um, he and this, he's I no, I don't want to talk. Like I don't want. Ultraviolet matches to happen anymore. They're a disgrace to our company. He also uh, Stephen went, he Richards, also, right to censor. Yeah, he also uh, talked shit about Nick Gage right after Nick Gage's sentencing or arrest, maybe I forget exactly. And yeah. said like, no, he like this is if that's what you people stand for, then they need to get rid of it. And Danny Havoc took umbrage with that, and then this is a culmination of them going like of a of like a longish like sort of program that didn't actually really have a match and now Drew Gulak has been doing his shit for like while he's got uh Alexander James uh inexplicable uh and w, what, w guy is the other guy Mr. Tofiga Mr. Tofiga. Tofiga okay yeah I was 
way off, but close enough. And uh, like, a, who's a big um, Tongan trainee of DJ Hyde's, which that's very strange. Dime uh, a dozen those guys. <laughs> yeah, and then you have, um, you know, and that's like, and then uh, Danny Havoc comes out now. But this is after the Nation of Intoxication has been formed. Uh, the you know you know you have a great Nation of Intoxication shirt with you with uh, of course uh, Devin Moore, Lucky Thirteen. Danny Havoc and lost original member Scotty Vortex. Right, all all your favorites are here. Yes, not no wrench Connor Claxton yet, but you know, good shirt. Anyway, um, and basically, uh, Drew Gulak. He's, shit, shit, give me give me one second. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. God damn it. You keep talking. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be right back. Now Drew Gulak, he sends uh, Mr. Tofiga and Alexander James to the back. He says, I don't. I don't need you. So Danny Havoc does the same with Lucky 13 and Devin Moore. You know, Lucky the Leprechaun and Notorious Scumbag, both legends. Love the next nation of intoxication. Problematic name, theoretically. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Now, what the match is about is Danny Havoc's dedication to being the, you know, the ultra-violent competitor that he is versus Drew Gulak's Reluctance after uh, Danny Havoc made Drew Gulak bleed at a, at a press conference, sort of thing, a, a contract signing earlier, and he officially had this match. As Drew Gulak officially signed and challenged uh, Danny Havoc to do this match, you know, a barbed wire match. Now, how this how it starts? Uh, Drew Gulak, it while it has it was is the superior technical wrestler. Of course, he's, he's the best fucking technical wrestler on the planet. He's the new, he's the fucking new Tatsumi Fujinami. The motherfucker's great. But also, he and Danny Havoc trained together under John Dahmer, DJ Hyde, Mike Quackenbush, Skyde. Hero? Oh, G-Raver was also there. Hero, yes, Claudio, the whole crew. Hmm. Uh, but Danny Havoc used his um, training for ultraviolence as opposed to being a fucking ants yeah no offense to Drew Gulak I love the man but eh, fuck the ants it's well and also rave. there was also Adam Cole there at the time right and he yeah used his his training to do some very other things some very very uh, other things Adam Cole Adam Cole without the facial hair it was actually kind of a funny look and he looks like such a fucking he looks like such a putz with the facial hair to be honest yeah like he just looks like like scummy but not in a fun way in a no like a in, perv like he looks yeah. like a, a guy who and climbs that, a tree and looks into the window yeah like john lovitz in little nicky oh i thought um, you were say john lovitz in happiness well <laughs> it's a common role for john lovitz any any Not character like, from a tom salons movie is that his name tom salons todd salons. todd salons okay i knew it was slightly off um shuts out uh, <laughs> Shouts out to Dylan Baker. Yeah, it's a Dylan Baker, baby. Uh, oh, and now <laughs> we made now. the same sound at the same time. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's what happiness gives you, isn't it? Dun yeah. dun dun. Yeah. Fucking fucking thematic. Yeah. Okay, so Gulak. Now Danny Havoc can hang with the basic stuff that Gulak can do because he. But Gulak, when he starts to go. His like his, he has more calendars. He has he's thought about like what he's going to do on the mat specifically more, and what he's going to do is try and keep Danny Havoc in the middle of the ring to keep him to keep himself away from the barbed wire. Basically, it's not 
cowardice as much as it's him showing I can still beat you in this match, but I don't even need to use the barbed wire. I'm just better than you. You're not going to get a chance to use the barbed wire. It's and a, it's then, a, it's, there's a lot of closeness. There's a lot of holds, like long drawn out holds. And as they approach the wire every now and then, uh, Drew is like really good at like using like leverage he, like it puts his boot on the wire to hold himself away from it um and at one point there's actually a really good there's a lot of there's a dumb the commentary the commentary and this is not extremely good it's it's not great um as is the case with later era czw but one of the guys at some point says that drew is able to like see the ring in a certain way and that he if he is approaching the barbed wire, he can find the spot between the barbs and put his hand there to guard himself. Like they're explaining that he is a guy who knows how to look at a dangerous environment and realize where the the the, the few spots of safety exist, and which makes yes. sense because that's what Drew, Drew is a guy is like a calculating type of guy who he's is, thought about this. He yeah. challenged like it goes. Maybe that's the why he challenged. Uh, a Danny to this and not like a glass match or whatever. Yeah, yeah nothing what is safe. Matter, yeah, right? nothing is safe in a glass match, obviously. But um, like, and Danny Havoc has fought a lot about barbed wire, but not in that way, because that doesn't matter to him if he gets fucked up by it. Because it's he, that's a given that he's going to get fucked up by it. What he wants to do is fuck up his opponent more. So he also he, he thinks about barbed wire in the sense that he like wants to figure out the coolest way to string it up on shit and, like, tape it to some other shit so that when a guy fl- flies through it, the crowd goes nuts. Like, that's what Danny Havoc is about. Um, it's it's a very different way to see the the ring, you know? To see... They, yeah. bo- they both can see the code in the Matrix, but it, they interpret it very differently, um, is how I would say that. That's, a, that's, yes. that's one way to say it. <laughs> yeah, this, you know... It, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, it was pretty good. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks. Now, <laughs> um, but yeah, and so obviously, like Gulak is, is like like slowly takes advantage on the mat, uh, and but you know the, the front of the barbed wire looms, uh, and he is able to, but he is able to get Danny Havoc into the barbed wire first. Now, obviously, that's bad. That's bad, folks. It's bad. But you know, I've, but like for, for Danny Havoc, it is not going to be that big of a deal. Like. To yeah. his like as like as a spirit like to like breaking his spirit if he goes in the barbed wire first. Well, it's that's part of the story here too, right? And that's that's like the right way to work a match like this is you have the you you're, it, the bumps should be like four Danny wire bumps to one Gulak bump. Like that's basically yeah. how it was always going to happen either way because that's who these guys are. But that's how it also should happen. Um, it makes the the heel who doesn't work death matches. It makes his bumps matter that much more. Uh, but they already are, and if he just takes twelve of them, then it's not going to matter as much. But he takes three of them, then each one really fucking counts. Yeah. Um, There's yes. a, a spot in the match where um, Alexander James and Mr. Tofiga come back out, mm-hmm. and Alexander James um, blocks uh, Drew from being whipped into the barbed wire by holding up a chair, yeah. which actually just, like, sends Drew flying. They all just fly through. The, and it was very sort of... Like, a very, like... Okay, well, the, the henchman It made the, sense in theory, but it didn't really... It was very silly. It was perfect, though, because it was very it much looked, like was, a, the, the henchmen try to help the boss, and they fuck up, and then, yes. you know, and everybody looks like shit for it. Like, well, yeah. very, very much like a James Bond villain, like... You know, he, like I'm pretty sure uh, Drew kind of like chastises him afterwards. Um, yeah, because obviously, like in, like in, re- like 
to miss the barbed wire to take a fucking uh, bump on your head and neck to the floor yeah. is not good strategy. Yeah, definitely not. So take the barbed wire bump. It'll be okay. Definitely but, not. They do lots then, of the stuff with like the like the holds where they go close to the wire. Um, he like I think Drew gets an abdominal stretch and walks Danny over to the wire and grinds his face in it. Um, there's there's a lot of that stuff. It's it's very it's a slow paced match for con- considering like the other stuff that we've watched for this show. Um, when we do finally str- see Drew sent to the wire though, it, it, he screams and he you know his pain is very apparent like you you appreciate the weight for that because it it means something it means a lot and also you've never seen it before you've never seen drew gulak and barbed wire you know it just doesn't happen it's fucking cool yeah um that drew controls a lot of this match though and as he should he ends up uh, cutting off a string of barbed wire and whipping him with it um He's working the, the legs for out, and he yeah. ends up doing a couple of spots where he does a, like, the body slam into the ropes, into the ropes. which is always cool, but instead of ropes, it's barbed it's wire. Barbed wire. Yeah. And, you know, barbed wire, while not the ropes, is still fucking, like, tense barbed wire is still going to hurt if you get it, like, in the hamstring or whatever. Well, arguably, so, it should hurt more than the ropes because it has barbs on it. Barb, but if just if it's just yeah. if it's just the steel wire or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Still, well, it will still hurt and it will still be fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. And like, you're going to have to rego- like, get yourself back together. And I mean, like, Gulak is doing like his fucking uh, dragon screw leg whips, all that kind of shit. He's, he's working, he's targeting. Sure. But, you know, like. You don't see limb work in Nova Barbed Wire matches very often. So it does, it does feel. I don't know. I, I watched this match while falling asleep and then I rewatched it partially today and I, I realized it they, like obviously they're going for something here uh that is very different from from most of these matches it almost feels like a like a 90s new japan uh main event you know yeah with uh with the it's not super long but it does have like the the dramatic holds you know compared to most death matches i mean we, we said king's road earlier but most death, death matches like build on the same you know bigger 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 until the biggest at the end um, whereas this feels much more controlled, like a, you know, Fujinami or whatever, uh, Fujinami yeah. Choshu sort of thing. And, but, and know, while like Danny is just like, like uh, he's going to like, while Gulak is targeting, like, a, like he's doing the limb work, Danny is just like, well, like for him, it's going to be beat Gulak on like physical and mental spirit. And just the idea of like, this is my match. This is. I'm not going to let you win this. Yeah. I, I like the he's also got a, a higher pain threshold. That's how it works. Yes. He's developed. He understands like that. He's going to have to give an inch to get a foot. Yeah. That's, that's like, that's kind of the point behind, you know, a, a, a normal guy working a death match against a death match guy. Like you have to, you have to have that story. Um, and they do it extremely well. Although Drew, yes. I think by the end of it, um, Drew doesn't play like the the pussy guy. Like he's 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 never doing that. He wants to avoid the barbed wire, but he never like acts like he's afraid of it. I think that's a an important distinction. Uh, and as the match progresses, I mean, yeah, he comes off he comes off. I mean, because Drew Gulak is like as much of a CCW meathead as anybody else. It's just that he he has the pretense that he isn't. So he's he's trying to troll the fans by making it so I don't have to. I'm just better than that. I right. Can, yeah, he to. he was never like truly afraid of the wire. That was never the, the story they were running. The story was that he he 
he didn't respect it or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. I think, I think that's a, a very big distinction there because a lot of the times you'll have the, the normie, uh, <laughs> normie, like the, the non deathmatch guy, uh, working the deathmatch and he will, you know, be afraid of the wire. Like, I think, I think that's like a huge part of it. And they, they never do anything like that. They constantly, they constantly have Drew, um, and by the end, Drew is all the way in. Like, Drew, like, wraps his own arm in barbed wire and, uh, like grabs the dragon sleeper, right? Does, does, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess Danny Havoc also gets his body wrapped in, in wire at some point. Um, I, I, I should rewatch this match because I, I, we got too fucking high and started listening to Morricone songs and black Flanders and shit. Like we, we hit a point, but I, I, I think this definitely is a, a very good match. Um, and you know, the, Gulak working a death match. Like what what are like there's some other examples of um non death match guys working like one death match. I can't think of off the top of my head. Is there anybody anybody any, any match that sticks out to you? They're usually barbed wire matches, I feel like. Yeah, I mean this would often be like like it happened a couple of times in um like tournaments of death where it I remember there's at least there's two different a blackout versus members versus a Zandig, yeah. like for where it's just like Eddie King, Kingston or Rockus yeah. versus like versus Zandig, and it's like they don't want to be, but it's like I don't really buy that as much because even if they're not deathmatch guys, those are both like tough motherfuckers. It's Absolutely, silly. I think like, Matt, Matt Riddle getting uh, tubes busted over him by Nick Gage, I think is like a good, I think a really good example of like a weird one like that. I don't know, Game Changer does some of that stuff. Yeah, it's a preparedness level. Like, who yeah. is... Backyard Wrestling too. You see Chris Dickinson and uh, Kid Osborne have, like, a fucking a bunch of tubes in their match. Alley Cat and Drew Cordero hit each other with, with light tubes. As far as I understand, Facade and Atticus Kogar probably do, too. I haven't seen it There's yet. Fu- There's uh, barbed wire, light tubes, and fire. Oh, there's fire. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, it's uh, real good. It's yeah. real good out of the... Real good showing out of the bomber. Love facade, even nice. if he is a dumb dumb. Yeah, he seems like a difficult person to to book. Um, yeah, I, and then at the finish, which I will just go ahead and reread what I wrote. Uh, Gulak grants for a rainbuster, but gets fucked himself, and then Danny wins some with some kind of off per movie. Havoc wins with a DVDV or something full. I do. I got sleepy. You did get sleepy. I apparently. I I, I apparently. I got. <laughs> Apparently, I did. Uh, yeah, Havoc wins with the DVDV, Death Valley Driver for Driver Death Valley Driver Valley. Yeah, and it's 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 a. Uh, I think he actually, yeah, he hits like a uh, Samoan driver screwdriver as opposed to just the regular. Oh yeah, DVD he does. Yeah, it's, it's to like get a, the pin because it's also on the barbed wire too. Yeah, it's like a Michinoku driver one or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, this match rocks. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I, I I should I didn't give it its fucking due. Uh, if you're gonna watch anybody out there, you want to watch this match, just stay awake. It, you'll you'll be rewarded. It fucking yes, yeah. It's I cool. was I was tired as shit uh, when I woke up this morning and rewatched this stuff. And uh, you know what, fucking, but I got awake. I stay woke. Shouts out to Big Swan Tucker. Shouts out. Um, and you know what? I speaking of a guy doing a fucking death match. Yeah, didn't expect uh, that either. But what I was gonna say is like, and you know, just got. Real energized up. Just yeah. Real fucking good, sl- good you know what? match. It's actually a good morning match. It's a good first thing in the morning match because it does sort of ease you slowly into it. I think that's yeah. That's actually pretty interesting. It's like, it's like a Mountain Dew kickstart. 
Is it? Okay. You got your, you got your breakfast dues, you got your lunch dues, <laughs> and you got your dinner dues. What about your dessert dues? You got those? Oh, that's, you got your dessert dues. That's your that's your uh, Baja Blast slushy. Is that what that is? Yes, yes, yeah. that's what I like to find. But and you know, you know, you could spend the whole day just eat, just dr- drinking dues, eating dues, hell, if you yeah. really want to. Yeah, you, you know, could, yeah, freeze them up. Yeah, put them uh, like infuse, like put them in a sausage. Yeah, well, you're. Do you remember you? Um, have you ever been to the Texas State Fair? Uh, then like in Dallas, no. I thought the one is the one in Austin. Is it in Austin? Yeah, no, I haven't. Maybe okay, I really don't know. No, I okay, have not. Okay, so like I remember there be there's always like that like the fr- like fried food shit, and you're like, which is like, it's sure. still fun. You can't you can't convince me that various combinations of fried dough are not fun. Sure, I'm I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. It's what we do. Uh, and there was one that I was thinking about that was fried Coca-Cola, which was just dough covered in Coca-Cola syrup. <laughs> and you can do that with Mountain Dew, I think. I, I think it'd probably be delicious. I feel like I've heard of people frying things in soda. Well, there's like a recipe. Uh, I think Aretha Franklin had like a recipe for like uh, doing her ham in uh, it, like, 7-Up, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, that shit sounds... Here's the thing. I don't know how the fucking uh, high fructose corn syrup works, though. To me, yeah. that always, always seemed like an issue. But I don't know. But, like, with heating up soda, because I've done this because I'm an idiot. But, like, <laughs> with pure sugar with sugar soda, I think it would obviously work. I don't know. That's faults for a different day, maybe. Because, <laughs> again, it, I've been fucking thinking about this. So. That rocks. All right. Main on, event time. Keep on notice. Main, main, of, event, main time. event time. From September. Ninth. I'm I don't have it. You, yeah, I, I don't have September it. September ninth, twenty seventeen. Nine nine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. From 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 the Nem Floyers Skate Zone. In Voorhees, New Jersey. <laughs> Voorhees. Uh, when you yeah, do the Voor, this, like that sounds more southern. I don't know. Voor. Oh, Voor. Voorhees. Voor. Voorhees. Voorhees. New Jersey. Voorhees, no, I can't do New. Jersey. I don't know. Joyzy. All right. <laughs> um, from Down with the Sickness 11. I think. I don't, they don't fucking number the Down with the what? Sickness. It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? But it is a, it is a traditional show. It's a, the, the original Chris Cash, Chris Cash Memorial show, of course. Yes. Uh, it is a Viking funeral death match. <laughs> yeah, right. Between uh, Alex Colon and... And Danny Havoc. Danny Havoc's retirement match. Of course. Now, we should say he came back and worked, what, three or four matches this yeah, year? Yeah, it seemed like it, he, he was kind of just filling in, like, roles mm-hmm. um, for, like, obviously with injuries to guys like G-Raver, Marcus mm-hmm. Crane, um, and then an injury on the Japan tour to Masashi Takeda meant, like, you know. He, he worked like he needed- a, 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 it says a benefit show. Uh, hosted by he, Tremont's H2O. Yeah, he, they all, yeah, he um, did some H2O stuff last year too. Like he? he did a couple of things. I don't okay. know if he wanted. I don't know if he wanted to come back full time. But that is sort of the crux of the of the retirement. Is not that like he wanted to uh, be retired full time as much as he just didn't like the idea of being the old guy who stunk up the shows and mm. he felt like he was starting to become that. If he were like maybe part time would have been. Okay, but then, and like, in the context of, like, CZW, then, like, as Danny Havoc, then he's going to fucking hold people down. And that's not the way he's going to fucking go out because that's sure. that's chump shit. That's, you know, I don't want to name names here, but lots and lots of CZW guys before him 
like like any you Justice Payne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. No offense to Justice Payne because I actually because Xander is far worse fucking offender. Um, and you know, love lo- love the icon, love John Zandig, but Jesus Christ, he needed to go away. Yeah, I see here. Uh, he worked six matches after this one. Uh, H two O at the G Raver Benefit Show in October of last year, and a six man. Um, he worked three, three tags, two oh, two trios, and one tag in the GCW Japan tour from February of this year. He also worked an eight man uh, elimination tag at a Freedom Show in Cork and Hall. Which, yeah, work Cork and Hall again. Fuck it, have fun, man. Yeah. Um, and then he, I completely forgot at the Run Ricky Run show in February. Uh, at the the showboat in Atlantic City, he was the surprise opponent for Schlack. Yeah, and filling in for uh, Masashi Takeda. Who got for injured. Takeda, right, right, right. And uh, yeah, hell yeah, that that sounds like something I shouldn't have forgot. I can't remember the match, but I, I remember. I haven't seen the show in full yet. I should. Oh, the, the uh, Ricky Shane Page versus Nick Age match is is incredible. I said it was I... like a, it was like a, a death match uh, over the edge ninety eight. Austin versus uh, versus Dude Love. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I I always take a while to get, but this year's been so fucking weird. But you know it, what? It has Back been a weird year, too. right? It's been a weird year, Kevin. What's, what's going on out there? But you know what? Backyard Backyard Two has got me energized for 2020. I I feel the same way. It got me energized to watch these matches. Um, and let's say pre-match promo, really intense cologne promo, saying yeah. he doesn't want to be lazy and unmotivated like Danny has. He's going to be one of, one of those, CCW guys, those guys CCW just brings in once a year to bleed. He says he wants to do it like Zandig wanted it to be done, how Lobo, Nick Gage, Nick Mondo wanted it to be done. He says he's one of the last of the Mohicans, which is so it's so good. Fucking yeah. great. And then there's a Danny promo that is less exciting, but, you know, whatever. Um, all right. We'll, we'll just jump in because I got I to gotta, I gotta maybe 15 minutes before the kids go fucking crazy. Okay. Um, Cologne during the entrance slightly modifies the angle of one of the panes of glass that's resting in the corner. Uh, I always enjoy seeing that. You trust the CZW yellow shirt crew to be good at setting the stuff up, but sometimes the guy who's about to go through that pane of glass needs to change it up a little bit. Um, Danny comes out with a shield covered in uh, razor blades. Yes. I, lo- I love that they can do that, but not light tubes, which is what I wrote down because I forgot where this match goes. Um, yeah. Cologne breaks a bundle of carpet strips in his taunt. Uh, MLJ announces that Danny Havoc is from, I think he says, the waterboarding capital of the world. He said, Jesus Christ. He says the <laughs> uncrowned hardcore capital of the world, which is recurring throughout <laughs> all, all four matches. How that did is, I How did I hear the waterboarding capital of the world? I don't fucking know, man. I, I, I don't have an explanation how for How is that there. on my mind? Uh, I guess I guess it always is. Uh, Cylinder. We tortured Cylinder, some, Iowa. Oh, you know, we tortured some folks. Churches and folks. Uh, Cylinder, Paris. Iowa. And I, I looked up Cylinder, Iowa on Wikipedia, and it tells you that 88 people live there, and also the following. Professional wrestler Danny Havoc was born in Cylinder and started wrestling in his family's barn with friends after school. So that's nice. 88 people. Um, C- Cylinder, Iowa is up there with National Park, New Jersey, as as a great death It's a very funny. Yeah, it's 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 very much it's the buck snort of the midwest you could say yeah um so yeah they shut up the 75 or so death matches is what they say that have happened in this building that danny designed basically all the props for 
Um, they each go through panes of glass to start. Cologne gets like ramrodded into the glass with the razor board shield. Uh, Danny does a, like a six. He, he holds the bundle of carpet strips and does like a chop block elbow thing, like very Sabu like. Yeah. Uh, looks cool and chaotic. And then at some point, there are these two like, it's like two half globes. Uh, like big ball made of foam. Yeah, covered uh, with uh, plastic forks covered. Uh. Yeah, well, they yeah they got a bunch of little forks stuck in them, and they're also like glued to boards, I guess. Um, that's a stupid weapon. Those get crushed. I think Kulo does like a double, uh, like a double knee, like high speed running double knee. Um, there's a barbed wire ladder. There's like a ladder with a barbed wire board like taped to the. It's really stupid. <laughs> It's about economy in yeah. this case. I mean, it, like you would, you would think it's about getting them... all of the shit in there in the ring as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, at some point in here, though, they, the commentators mentioned that they were Deej was considering not doing another tournament of death after like one year was like really bad, and that Danny Havoc uh, helped arrange the Big Japan guys coming over for the next one. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if that's actually like what happened. MLJ is on the commentary here too. He says, he says, well, you know, I'm a company guy and I don't want to say anything bad, but TOD got a lot better after that happened, like or whatever. Uh, and he's not wrong, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, you still have some good ones in that. In oh that yeah, early. of course. It's it, Like if it hits and it does, it, it has not hit its nadir yet. It will. Yeah. Well, I, you you also you get the like Necro and Tremont, which is Tremont's coming out party. Like happens, yeah. I think, in 2010, maybe 2011. 2009, uh, I mean, 2009, TOD has its issues, um, like Nick Cage dying, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a show, the, the matches are, are good, and then you have TOD Rewind anyway, so it's like, you, you, yeah, you're, I you're doing fine. I don't know if I've ever seen Rewind from that year. Um, so, they've got these bundles of carpet strips, and yeah, they're, they're, they're arranged in a way that's like, kind of like a... They're, it's mock light tubes. Mock light tubes. That's yeah. That's a good. That's, I was gonna say faux light tube bundles. Um, oh man, my wife just sent me the line, a picture uh, from at Disney Food Blog, line for seven dwarfs mine train, and it's just. Oh a bunch my of, god, the Disney World shit is fucking. I I can't fucking deal with it. They're all wearing masks and mouse ears, and there's a person in a wheelchair. Wow. We, we, we the, need, like, we need, a, we need, like, all of these people to be <laughs> fucking pushed into the ocean. I, you know what? I don't want anybody to die, but. I don't want anybody to die, but it, I, I, they need to be, I don't, they need their, they need their asses beat. How about that? I don't not want some people to die. <laughs> That's fair. Boy, um, uh, the real death match is apparently <laughs> going. COVID-19 versus <laughs> the United States. Versus or, Disney, or, yeah, versus Mickey. Mickey Mickey versus Donald in the Viking death match. <laughs> um, the second time Mickey Mouse has been mentioned on the show recently, by the way. He's, we're, 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 you know, he's a notable figure. <laughs> he certainly is. He certainly is. He, he certainly is. Former uh, Ultraviolet Underground champion. The Mick, they called him. <laughs> he, he was Mick. part of the Nation, Intoxi- Nation of Intoxication. Um, all right, all right, all right. Um, the notorious yeah. Mick bag. That's right. That's right. Um, that's what they that's what they called him. Um, all right. So Cologne takes the wildest bump in this match. Like it is fucking crazy. Uh, it's got no glass, no barbed wire, not a goddamn thing. It's just he's on top of the he's on the top rope, 
and uh, Danny gives him a push, like a hard push, and he flies like over the post sideways, like 15 feet away from where he started through a table. Like cool. those, it blew my mind. It was like a Jeff Hardy bump from. Like, it's great. It's fucking great. It it deserves the Eddie Kingston call over it, but I'm not going to ask Connor to do that again. Absolutely is. It is. It is like that. Justice uh, uh, Nate Hatred throwing Justice Payne out of the ring, or like Bart Gunn getting thrown off the fucking stage of the. Of course, who could forget the February twenty uh, second uh, episode, a uh, nineteen ninety nine episode of Monday Night Raw? Who could forget? Who um, could forget? You know, iconic, that, iconic. That that, that that you know mysterious uh, kung fu practitioner. Yeah, yeah, that that shit rocks. Uh, this was like that kind of uh, havoc hits. They back in. They've got the ladder with the barbed wire board taped to it, and havoc doesn't explode her into it, um, which sees Cologne's body sort of slide down across the wire. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sucks to land on it, but to, like, land on it and fly into it and then have your body, like, raked through it, like, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> no. That was not good. It's fucking, it's great. Uh, but he does not do a lot of selling of that. He quickly, um, Danny tries to go to the top, gets hung in a sort of a tree of woe with his body, with his, like, head on the outside. So he's like hanging over the apron and uh, Cologne does the low key stomp and then does the, uh, the low pay, which the low tope, which he would normally do with the bundle of light tubes, but he does it with the, the carpet strips. Yeah. Which explode over uh, Danny Havoc's face and go into the fucking crowd. Yeah. Like a guy gets even carpet strips. We've discussed are, are an inadequate weapon most of the time, but they're, that's pretty vile. Well, so we, I was actually talking to my wife about that and I was saying that they're like, Everybody's stepped on one of those, you know? Everybody's, like, felt that feeling in their foot, right? Fucking Um, sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. And So I think it's a relatable, you know, not everybody has stepped in glass. It's just not very visual, no. Yeah. No, yeah. It's not spectacular People have not – it's hard – it's, like, it's a lot more difficult to picture getting uh, fucked up by a fluorescent light tube. Yeah, yeah. This it's relatable. I think that's a big part of it. That's why Legos work, you know? That's why why people like the Legos. And I I, – I, I, like al- I also like the Legos. I'm I'm okay with the Legos. Um, uh, there's a cactus in the ring. I just spotted that soon after. Of I course, spotted yes. You soon know, after Danny I spotted ha- it, was he a Danny- cactus guy? What Danny Havoc? Yeah. No, he's just he just understands CZW. Oh yeah, he's classic Cage of Death weapon. Sure. The one okay. cactus there. So he's doing all- he's doing some like uh, history of some the the complete and accurate CZW trash match. Um, there's also salt by the cactus because, you know, salt. Be. a nice can of Morton salt getting poured in someone's face. I love that. Um, I, I'll say this. The razor board, uh, Danny gets powerbombed into his own razor board Viking shield. I don't know how I feel about the razor board as a prop. I don't think it, it's very visual at all. It's not very visual. No. I mean, what's what's a real visual usage of, ra- of razor boards? Razor uh, blades. Um, there is a blade chair from the Saw Death match. Which I'm yeah, be, but covered. that's because you but can that's... see the the individual cuts in his back. Yeah, like and that. The, like, and I that's... and I, that's disturbing. I did I did not I do not like that. I don't know if they're great. I don't really. I don't know if they're ultimately worth it. I'd rather go forks. Hell yeah! Give me the forks. Give me the fork board. Um, me, when they they, uh... they sort of did that in this match. Um, yeah, it, all right. So the audio mix, I do. I have it written down here. 
so bad. So you can barely hear the ambient audio of like the crowd and the wrestlers and the, the, the bumps and the, the props exploding. But you can hear MLJ and that other dumbass uh, so fucking loud and clear. Like they're speaking into like high, like expensive microphones. <laughs> But they've mic'd the ring where it just it sounds like it's basically just coming through their microphones too. Yes, it's it's awful. I don't. You, you, and it's like this it's, for like two years for CCW live streams, hybrid ENT TV or whatever. You know, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good plan. Yeah. Uh, nobody. I mean, like, and they went for multiple bookers. This is the Sammy Callahan era. You, you know, Sammy like does not running the show as DJ was, but you know, yeah, he, he was he the guy at this like, point. Yeah. He was like the book. Yes, we are going to get uh, next month's show. Of course, the Wolf of Wrestling. Um, oh, is that right? Is this right yes. before that? So and funny. then, of course, the canceled, uh, ho- the canceled hot buzz that because people were genuinely really pissed off and were like, "No, you you have to make it. It's it's not even for me. We're not fucking hot hot that. buzz. Hot buzz. What was hot buzz? It was. It's a pot fuzz pun, don't you know? I don't understand. <laughs> And nobody fucking did. It was awful. I don't understand the wolf of wrestling either. There was nothing about nobody it that did, was... did, really. Like, he wasn't doing, like, cocaine off of hookers or anything. Like Who is the wolf of wrestling? I can't articulate who that is. Is that... Is I thought it was supposed to be MJF. I thought that was the deal. Maybe. That guy's not the wolf of, of wrestling. No. He's nerd. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But um, is he... What is he... Like, like you, if you examine the fake Burberry... Like you get, uh, like it's just covered in, in fucking her- like heroin residue. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, I I've seen that scarf up close, and it looks like shit. Uh, I I would imagine he is upgraded now that he's on TV. I would hope I would hope the cons shelled out money to actually make him like his actual character. Can we talk for just one second about Tony Khan apparently being the guy who started the, the DVD VR sleeve spread? I don't. That didn't. I don't think that happened. You don't think that is? No. I that, don't either. But I like to think it's true, and I don't respect Tony Khan. For no, it, and Tony Khan didn't post him to Philly Driver. No. He's. I do think he's. I, I think he might be faking it, but he is like. He's weird. I don't. I don't trust him. No. But I don't trust that he isn't anything, or that he is anything. No, he's not. He's a fucking. He's just a fucking billionaire. He's nobody. He's not. He's not cool enough to have posted on the Death Valley Driver video review message board. Okay, I refuse to believe that anybody who ever posted there is a billionaire, or the son of a billionaire, or a future billionaire. Real, because you know, like Dean Rasmussen, like he really could have used a new pool. Yeah, he could have <laughs> used a new toilet. All those years, <laughs> all those years, he was on that broken toilet. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no, t- Tony Khan, uh, no, he, he, and he, he doesn't pay it forward, and, uh, I mean, he seems like a decent businessman, like, you know, his promotion is, like, seems alright, I don't watch it, but I, every time I check in on AEW, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, like, that's, that seems alright, uh, but, but he's not one of us. No, absolutely not, absolutely not, not in any sense, not in, not in the, the, the you know, not in, in the same class as, as us, uh, economically, or... Or uh, freak maniac online wrestling nerd. No, I don't think he had any goddamn opinions about Masao or Ahara. Yeah, yeah, definitely not, definitely not. Um, he likes a big moonsault, but he doesn't know about Orihara. No, no. Um, he thinks All that right. Phoenix was the first guy to do that. <laughs> okay, so this match, 
All right, what happens here? They start pulling the ropes off. Yeah, Alex Cologne gains control and instructs uh, the ring crew to start pulling the ropes off. Okay, so he told them to do that. Okay, because I saw them start, they they popped up, and I thought they were making the ropes tighter. No, no, no. At first, Uh, at least. And then then he also uh, gets them to bring out the big ladder that had been used in the match, um, in the uh, all in the annual Chris Cash Memorial Ladder match between mm-hmm. AEW uh, sides, the uh, private party and the mm-hmm. rep. Yeah, um, uh, the rep shouts out. Yeah, didn't one of them die? No. Okay, I'm thinking of somebody else and one of those other CCW guys. Probably. Here's what we're gonna the I now here's what we're gonna say. There starts to be some insane fucking bumps, like um, Danny Havoc giving uh, Alex Cologne a, a fucking dragon suplex off of the apron through fucking barbed wire. Yeah, it. and it's just it's fucking vicious. Yeah, the the snap dragon suplex off the ring, which now has no ropes on it. Uh, I that was when I like that happened uh, when I realized. They, sorry, so, so Cologne sets up that massive la- that that orange ladder that was always there in the Voorhees building, right? I feel like that was used in every fucking ladder match they had in that era, until I feel like Mia Yim and Greg Excellent broke a ladder that looked like that. So maybe they maybe they just bought another one. Um, but I yeah. don't know what Deej's ladder budget was compared to Xandix. We've talked about ladder budgets on the show before, haven't we? Um, yes, we have. The huge board of barbed wire draped between the apron and the rail, and yeah, oh, it's the, fucking massive. Yeah, Cologne. Gets, it is bigger than Alex Cologne. Yeah, Cologne gets Snapdragon suplex like off the off the side of the ring, uh, which has again has no ropes on it, um, and he like flies over so fast that his like knees actually go through the board. And I don't, maybe that was by design. Maybe he thought that would be a safer bump if he didn't go like head and neck first through the the board. Um, but it's it's a cra- like the it's a crazy high speed fucking bump into barbed wire wood and onto the fucking floor skate zone floor. Um, then Danny finds some light tubes, and the commentators say that they're illegal in New Jersey. Now, is that true? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, given given who was running um, New Jersey at the time. Uh, you know, Game Changer Wrestling in Game Changer World and Hal New Jersey um, using light tubes all the fucking time. They That's were not illegal. Like, I don't, I think it was perhaps it that. It was the skate their, zone. Yeah, it was a skate zone issue and the skate zone, like that being their last show there, like, who gives a fuck at that point? It was their like, last show there. Yes. Okay, That's that was what I thought. I, and I, I feel like I remembered that from, from watching... Um, this show originally because I, I remember being excited for this match and downloading the show and watching it the next day uh, illegally of course uh Deej does not get my money ever uh they they hit each other with the tubes they're like on their knees and they're like exchanging tube shots crowd gets really hot they haven't seen tubes ever in this building i'm guessing no yeah um maybe once they did it in like a cage of death match i think actually they did one spot i want to say um so Cologne, uh, I'm sorry, Danny Havoc, uh, they run out of tubes. Danny grabs the cactus and smashes it over Cologne. Uh, then Cologne, a notorious no-seller of big exchanges like this, uh, he picks Danny up and gives him a running Death Valley driver off of the side of the ring through a barbed wire board on the floor, which 
explodes? Explodes. It fucking exploded. It absolutely did. You can yeah. see the flames coming. You can off see it like smoldering in the spots around the edges. But the problem is you the camera was so close you couldn't even see that. You couldn't see that it exploded. Yes. You see a flash could... of light and then you see smoke around them. Where's the it, like wide angle shot of this? It's very strange. I think it like who was in on this? I don't know. It seems like not everybody was in on now obviously it's also CW. Yeah. CW fucks shit up all the time. That's that's kind of that you know, that's part of the charm, but also I would like a I would have liked a real camera angle on this. Yeah, well the commentators didn't seem to know that it was wired to explosives. No, of course not. Uh so I and it seemed and it seems like a surprise because that's like the first like time that it ever happened. I mean that was like two months after no, and like a month and a half a after a month after Onita, yeah. Yes. So like a real like i think it was supposed to be a surprise thing but also like somebody has to be in on the surprise yeah aside from like presuming you like, always let the camera crew were in on it i guess always yeah. let the camera crew know where to stand and, yeah, and, you and where to, to, where to point mlj shit. in on it fuck that yeah he, he can work it, yeah right? he'll, he'll be all right he'll figure it out yeah he can work it then but like because that because it's sick is bomb obviously it's great and it's but this is just I mean there's a lot to go through in this match but it's also so there's some no selling there's some just sprinting but it's also like it's fine it's the last guy's match no yeah no I no I just I I liked it I was just saying it because it's like a it's like a signature of of Alex Cologne to like the third act like crazy guy kick out at one sort of thing that he does and that's fine because he does it fucking well he does it really well yeah he has good fighting spirit because he's such a like He's like five five, and he's a he's fucking built like psycho. A potato. Yeah, yeah, and he—I mean, this is a man who—and like I said in your end show, he ran across the street where there are busy cars coming to try to to clothesline Nick Gage, and ended up getting fucking lariated uh, back for his trouble. Yeah, and he, like he bumped, shit on it, it bumped was on the great. concrete, bumped on the sidewalk. But like yes, like avoiding the fucking cars, like it was like something from a fucking like the scummiest damnest matches you'll see. Like that's he isn't insane. He'll do anything to to prove a like pr- like to get to win a match in kayfabe, but also just to fucking make shit go, make shit pop off in reality. Well, and to get over because like, especially at this over. point in 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 2017, he is relatively new to the death matches. Um, I think he's been doing it maybe a year or two. He's been doing them for a couple of years, but he seems to constantly like the the thing of it is that like they they make note of the that like he's all he's in and out of CZW where mm-hmm. he like he's never sticking even despite like having won best of the best having yeah. like been tag champ because for whatever reason and this is like in his this is like he, this is him having to prove if he can beat Danny Havoc who's never beaten this way before then like he it it's like it would should cement him yeah and it did and cement then- him just in a different company yeah yeah it, it brought him to to gcw uh, does cologne ever even work ccw after this show i'm not i really don't know and he, i also i, I also I know he do works not cage care deaf and and like loses in two minutes to claxton who was cool. doing like a, that is a gimmick great great work awesome love that guy too he a real a real disappointment to me um all right you know, well he's not as a worker as much as you should not fucking be in ccw so much you should be in a yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't like him very much. Um, really? Okay. 
they they do a uh, what Kalun does a fucking double stomp like 15 feet high off the ladder, which when he hits it causes a big splash of the the glass that's in the ring. Uh, that gets to Kalun finds a tiny piece of tube, smashes it over Danny's head, grinds it into his forehead. Uh, then the crew bring in this cr- big contraption. Uh, Emil says some dumb shit that I refuse to write down or repeat. Uh, yes, I agree. I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about it. Yeah, basically it's uh, two panes of glass uh, with a bundle with two bundles of tubes between them. Um, so it's it looks like a little table or like a little they they said a sandwich. I thought it looked like a s'more personally. If I'm gonna say, yes. I think this looked like a glass s'more. Um, a real ungodly kind of thing, very much like Danny the Deathmatch auteur coming up with the biggest like bunch of glass he could. And it's laid across four chairs. They both climb the ladder. Danny goes for the DVD, the what's it, the final final order twenty four. The general order twenty four. General order twenty four. Um, and it gets countered, and Alex Cologne gives him a Spanish fly off the ladder through the many many layers of glass. And Cologne barely gets his full rotation in. He goes he goes real like really face first through like eight inches of glass. Yeah. <laughs> um. He, he you know he lands on top though, and he gets the win. Um. And it's it it's crazy like the crowd the the medics have to attend to him first um danny's just kind of sitting there thinking about shit um but cologne like really fucked himself up on that last bit. yeah uh the crowd chants that was awesome and i have this written down uh i like that was awesome a lot more than as a past tense chant than mid-match present tense this is awesome any thoughts on that i no, i agree at least that was like that was awesome feels like i don't know we're just telling you it was awesome yeah. instead of this is awesome. Keep doing everything you're doing. Soak in the moment. That, yeah. that, that, that shit. Like it's appreciation for a moment that already happened. Yeah. You can't get that moment back. Yeah. Pay paradise to put up a fucking lot. <laughs> um, the wrestlers, uh, everyone surrounds the ring. Cologne, uh, slowly gets taken out with bloody bandages all over his head. Uh, Deej is there, of course. Um, he 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 realize, he knows that it, he's just hoping they don't kick him out before they're done with their respect promos, right? Yeah. Um, Got to be the craziest match that's ever been worked in the in the Nim Floyer's skate zone. Um, Danny says Cologne is the man. Anyone who uh, doesn't believe he's the future of the company or the future of this shit, I think he says, yeah, um, is a dumbass, and he was right, of course. Uh, and then Deej cuts a promo about how Danny bleeds black and yellow. He even says it. He bleeds black and yellow. He says that he tried to put the belt on him, but Danny actually refused. Um, which I, I don't, you know, who knows if that's true, but it sounds maybe like something that. It's weird because it breaks kayfabe, but at the same time, who gives a shit? But it does. It's, well, it gets yeah. over him over is the idea of like, you know what? Like, well, it could break kayfabe in the sense of. Like, but it's like, no, I just don't want the match. Do you know, put put someone else in that match. They that's their spot more than mine. I think something. it's okay. I don't. It I, doesn't I, matter. You know what? He, I, when he it, said like, it, I didn't even. I didn't even consider. No, no. A obviously, I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, you just no, it doesn't matter. What it, it but does like like you know a guy who's sacrificing like like his uh va- like his personal value for the company's value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's fucking good. That's that's good. And that was what it was all about, right? The. The, the 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 fucking Ricky Shane Page uh, posting those sketches of him just 
like writing storyboards basically for for death matches not even just his own he, he would just design he 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 had so many ideas for different things different ways for for guys to fuck themselves up and fuck each They're other like up. how like how a match should be laid out and just like 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 basic like first draft notes and then like obviously you can like picture him expanding it all out and it's like that's like where the fuck you like who fuck else can you ever picture having done that? Like, he was very Pat much Patterson? like a, a deathmatch like it. road agent. Like there 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 yeah. there aren't like producers on indies. There's there are no Pat Pattersons in the world of deathmatches except for I don't know maybe Zandig was doing some of that. I'm sure Deej has tried to put give his input. Uh, you know I'm sure there are guys like that. I'm sure like Drake Younger was probably like those guys. These guys suggest things to each other, but they're not like going yeah. out of their way to like really help each other get the most out of the, the, the weapons or the, the props or the, the weird things they could jump off of. Um, and Danny was clearly a guy who cared about every, every moving part around him just as, you know, if not just as much, if not more than he cared about his own image. Um, he wanted, he wanted them to put on a show whether he was a central character or not. And I think that's a, a you know, a testament to, you know, the kind of guy he was. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's very tragic, obviously. It's very sad. It's, and you know, it's, but I mean, you know, I don't know. It just makes you, he feels like a guy who just everybody fucking liked beyond every, beyond the fact that he was clearly yeah. like, he was, he was probably far too smart for this shit. Yeah, he did. He, he just did had, seem he was just like he's he, just an insane person. Also, he like accidentally ended up here. Yeah, like it, it. It does seem like a like he slipped through the cracks somewhere and and found this thing um, that it should not have been his thing, but it he it just clicked for him. Um, and I don't know. We obviously you said everybody seemed to like him. Um, I've never. I can't think of any time I ever heard of a. Danny Havoc is a piece of shit story. Like you, you know, you hear the 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 Schlack stuff, and you hear you know Devin Moore stealing Janela's wallet, and uh, the fucking IWA Deep South guys, a Holocaust denier. Like, there's a lot of fucking yeah. bad people in death matches. Uh, Danny Havoc did not seem like he was one of them. He seemed like one of the one of the good ones. What one of and you know you you need that you know it's you need people who are real. Yeah, yeah. Just be a real fucking person. Don't. And, you know, like, so sacrificing yourself for the company is, is a very silly notion. But it's not about yeah. sacrificing yourself for the company. It's sacrificing yourself for your community. For the boys. That's for, right. For everyone. To put on a good show and to make everybody feel like, you know, they got their money's worth. They got they got to see something that they're never going to forget. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's fucking, I don't know. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. How else do you put it? Yeah, that's what that's what bleeding black and yellow actually is. It's not because you love DJ and you want to make sure he sells a lot of DVDs. It's because you you love you love your brothers and you and, and your sisters, you know, or whatever. Like he he wants the fans to have a good time and he wants everything to be fun and scary and exciting and I don't know. I think I think it's uh, we we wouldn't we didn't say this about Nate hatred, you know. <laughs> We lo- I mean, we love Nate Hatcher, but he was a big goof. That was, yeah. That was his charm. We didn't say this about Justice Payne. We absolutely didn't, you know? Um, this he is... has his charm, too, but it wasn't this. Yeah. You know You know what You know what Danny Havoc is more like? We did that episode on the de- on the Destroyer, and we talked about how like the Destroyer seemed like a genuinely nice guy. Danny Havoc is kind of like that. 
Yeah. It was kind of like that. Um, and it, it, who could forget when Danny Haddock wrestled Giant Baba in 1974? Absolutely um, not. Just, just, you know, masterful uh, work yeah. um, on both parts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the part where Baba is like pouring the salt and then he like pours some into his own mouth. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm really, I, we're a month late on this, so this is so far from topical, and I I don't when we do the we do the eulogizing episodes it it feels strange, but um, I I really like doing a, a couple hours to talk about a guy that that meant something to us, and like I said, I I didn't realize how much he meant to me um i don't know not until he died but until he came back i think i think when when he made that yeah. return um when he you know they booked him for the for the japan shows i was like oh this is this feels like a big fucking deal um and i realized we don't have a lot of legends from the from the you know the the late 2000s to like mid 2010s era of death matches you know we got we got Tremont and we got some of the guys but a lot of the guys that we like now have emerged from that That's yeah a, we have we have Tremont and Drake Masada still going yeah and For Drake. Drake but Drake is yeah Drake is a, I don't even mean still going I mean legacy I yeah mean legacy like, of all you know you're right we go back and look yeah. who who was the who were the guys and Danny I think Masada Tremont. Drake brain and damage nope i don't i don't i don't rate him at all i no, i, I like I, the guy I, but i i don't think he has much his leg i think of his time but then his legacy ends up being like he he ends up screwed like but like as the guys like i'm going for like the guys and yeah like, okay well yeah scotty vortex isn't there i like scotty vortex he's not there lucky 13 Devin moore both of them absolutely not there Dustin um, Lee didn't get there who <laughs> just, just diehard just, Dustin a little Lee-ish. joke a little joke a little joke um yeah like who who else who else is even out there as like a uh bryant summer or whatever that guy's name was uh the john rare spider boudreaux spider boudreaux like um yeah none of these guys measure up if if you're looking for like a four pillars of what death matches were in that era um i'm not i'm gonna i'm not gonna say thumbtack jack uh we're, we we don't have cage match accounts now. Yeah, I do actually. I registered. I'm on there now. I'm a patron. Are you? I'm a patron. No, of course not. I can't get the fucking website to load. It's exactly. It's so a piece bad. of shit. I'm like, how the fuck did you manage that? Did you fucking pace trigger? Yeah. So fucking like, no, get the fuck how out of here. How bitch. did you get that link to even show up? Um, yeah, I th- I think he is one of the f- one of the few uh, greats from the era, and I will always look back on on his stuff fondly and i i think it will age well because he was a guy who had like a vision for how he wanted his matches to go and i don't think a lot of these guys are visionaries no (laughs) you know no offense to scotty vortex i don't think he can imagine anything period (laughs) like not this point yeah yeah he's and he doesn't have to because you know what he's happily married and that's good for him um, Danny Havoc is fucking dead, and that sucks. And there is really no one else quite like him. No, there's really not. Yeah, and it's sad, and we're sad. But it's he sad. rocks. He his rocks. Ma- his matches will continue to rock uh, whenever you decide to go back to him. So yeah, subscribe to CZWStudios.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, Danny Havoc, RIP. RIP. Yeah, uh, death to America. Also. Of course.
and Disney. Fuck Disney. <laughs> Fuck Disney. Fuck the people with the uh, Milky Mouse and uh, Blue Live, uh, Finn Blue Line tattoos. Have you seen this? Uh, no. Uh, oh, that's it... like a me- that's a semi meme now, and it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. America is a great place. <laughs> it rocks. It rocks. All right. <laughs>